Welcome to episode 233 of the Overlook Hour. I am your host, Clark Little, along with me as always is not Randy Michael Stat, but instead is Russell John Fisher. Well, I'm normally here with him now. I feel like four out of five times. All the time now. <laughs> In the intros? Yeah. Eh, most of the times. Okay. <laughs> I'll go back to my original four out of five. But this one's a little uh, different. We're doing this a separate day. And also, I can't see your face. <laughs> I kind of like it. I, I don't hate it, but I'll tell you right now. I'm not fully in love with it. Well, it not not much has changed for me. I, you know, normally you cover your face in a hat and glasses and. Well, yeah, you understand that I treat podcasting like high stakes poker. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just I'm just I'm just bluffing and flopping the river, baby. That's all I'm doing. Flopping the river right alongside me is Oksana Valerian of Osachi. No, I don't flop. That sounds awful. <laughs> you got you got the flop, the like, river, like a belly flop, and the turn. Well, how are the what are the flop you got? A flip? I have no idea. This is turning into uh, Sugar Hill Gang. Flip to the flop. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right, uh, joining us on this week's episode. Uh, for no reason to get sentimental, but possibly for the last time in the studio. And who knows the world we occupy. But our friend Robbie Smith has left uh, the Bay Area and uh, he stopped by for a weekend of fun fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we recap that in what I'm going to call the longest episode. <laughs> In the history of podcasting. Uh, so, yeah. Russell, your thoughts? Uh, it was fun. I don't know. You you pushed me to do more podcast free form conversation, and that's what you get now. You get tangent upon tangent down every road we could possibly take. And uh, Robbie seemed like he was down for most of it. He only got annoyed a couple of times. <laughs> At the very end. I only, yeah. And he finally threw in the hat. And I, I was like, please. He was, he was initiating a lot of those tangents, too. Yeah, no, he played ball. There were just a couple of times where he's like, this is captivating radio. <laughs> hey, look here. Uh, Robbie's a fan of this show. Do you understand? Oh, I know. Yeah, he also said he'd be back. So I don't know what you're talking about. Like, we're never going to see him again. I don't, you, I'm going to be honest with you. I really didn't know how I was going to do it. So I just decided to go weird. <laughs> he just went memorial right yeah. off the yeah. bat. <laughs> yep. That's where I'm at. Can I tell you? I, so after work, I went and went outside and did my normal jazz cigarette. And I was fine. I was in a good high. And then you just, I didn't even watch the fight. But the fact that you turned oh. on that, <laughs> that backyard brawl stuff. Which also freaks out Robbie and Randy. Oh my you, God! You really maybe could have figured out the latter. <laughs> How? How I'm do you know? It's hard because I showed them both, and they were like, "This is I don't like these." <laughs> I don't know. They don't like competition. They don't like blood sport. Blood sport by a dirt bag with burns <laughs> on his face. Uh, he's a victim of a fire. You can't call him that. <sighs> he's a trash fire. Yeah, he he's something. He's probably making a lot of money off those videos, too. And th and yeah, and he's not putting any money into anything. 
the production of these videos is some of the worst. <laughs> we should buy him a padlock and send it to him and be like, keep uh, the cage door I honestly, closed. <laughs> I honestly don't want to like say the name of it. I don't want to. We talked it. about it a bunch on there. I it's know, fine, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm tired of plugging them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they keep asking for it, but uh, I just can't do it anymore. My heart's not in it. But you know what my heart is in? Video on demand. <laughs> <laughs> And Oksana Valeria Osachi is going to tell us what's coming up this week. Yep. Well, uh, it's going to turn into a lot of uh, what's coming out next week, because this week, the only thing I could find that was um, worth mentioning is called Shook. It's coming to Shudder on Thursday the 18th. It is about a social media influencer who becomes a target of an online terror campaign. It's about the dangers of influencer lifestyle. Oh my god. <laughs> Whatever. I just oh. farted into my stomach. <laughs> Is it, in, it was an inward fart. Um, yeah. So that's going to be on Shudder um, on the 18th. One week after that comes out. Completely unrelated. But holy shit that was scary part 3 will be coming to awesometheater.org. It's the third part of the the found footage horror play. Um, part one and two were both plays. Part three is The Cloud. So it's an entirely found footage um, anthology movie. So that's going to be available at awesometheater.org starting um, February 25th at 7 p.m. And the day after that comes out, Wrong Turn 2021 will be on... That's the name of it? No, it's called Wrong oh, Turn. Okay. <laughs> It'll why, be, why do sequels do that? They just go back to the original. It's not a sequel. It really shouldn't have even been called. I think it's one of those, like... Is this not canon? No. It's, oh, my goodness. Uh, it took it in a very different direction. Um, I think it's one of those, like, let's just call it this to um, captivate the Wrong Turn fan base um so this is kind of like a cabin fever remake no no the cabin the one that uh travis z did was like the original script and that's why he went back to it but with a wrong turn it it, it's like a spiritual reimagining kind of thing it's um it, it was called a it had a different name originally uh god i was just looking at it I don't know, but it's it's completely different. We ended up watching it like a couple nights ago. I'll probably talk about it next week. But yeah, it's it's totally different. All right. Wrong turn 2021. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Russell, I think you got a notification, man. It's really annoying because I turn that off every week. And then during the week, I don't get any of the notifications because I turned that off. So then I turn it back on, and yeah, it's annoying. Brother, let me tell you, another sign that we are in the simulation. What? That? That's all it took? I'm Clark Glitch Little. in the system? Yeah, man. That document. Look around you. I do have another thing Glitches all around you. Oh, the foundation. That's what it was originally called. The wrong fo- turn, the foundation. The foundation. Yeah. It's wrong turn, the foundation. <laughs> Quit you. So... Um, supposedly February 19th that Friday 
um, Paranormal Prison should be out on VOD, I believe. I haven't Paranormal been Prison? Paranormal Prison. Get out of here. I'm a fan of this poster. I don't believe I've ever heard of a ghost jail. That's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> the Ghostbusters, dude. Well, that's a stretch. They built a prison for them. Yeah, but that's different. I'm talking about like ghost serving time. Can you can you guess what the tagline is for that movie? For ghost jail? What's yeah. it called? Paranormal <laughs> Ghost Jail? <laughs> Paranormal Prison. Ghost Jail's way better. Or PP for short. Alright, P squared. The tagline for yeah. Paranormal Prison. <laughs> uh, lock up your dreams, brother. <laughs> No, no, it's good. There is no escape. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's the skeptic, the scientist. What is this? A, prison. What is this? A Donovan song? <laughs> so, Atlantis. That's a good joke for three people. Hopefully, David Robson. Yeah, they're, they're not episode. in this room. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna tell you something. That joke crushed. That was a home run. I'm rounding the bases. Um. Okay. So. It says, according to Rotten Tomatoes, it's in limited theaters on February 19th, and it's about um, an impending demolition of an abandoned prison has the paranormal investigation team, the skeptic and the scientist, rush to spend a a locked-in night within the prison's walls before the wrecking ball starts swinging into... This is a very long description. So, um, a a reality show... (laughs) Paranormal investigation show spends a night in this haunted prison before it gets torn down. Oh my god. <laughs> that's, so that's a sign. We've been on here too long. Paranormal prison. There's one more. I wasn't uh I kind of rolled my eyes at first when I read the description of this one, but um I don't know, it might be interesting to watch. It's called Safer at Home. It's coming out on February 26th. So, uh, sneak peek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Limited theaters and on VOD. Um, two years into the pandemic, a group of friends throw an online party with a night of games, drinking, and drugs. Two years into the pandemic? Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, after taking an ecstasy pill, things go terribly wrong, and the safety of their home becomes more terrifying than the raging chaos outside. Is coming out next week. Raging chaos. What the? F- Who produced that? Fauci. That sounds like some <laughs> fucking propaganda right Fauci. there. Ugh. Voltage Pictures, Showdown Productions. I know Voltage. Seventy nine thirty Entertainment. I've never heard of any of those. I know Voltage. You know Voltage. Nope. Yeah, they did. Uh... Hey, I don't remember. Oh. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yes. I'll, uh, I'll duck, duck, go it. <laughs> For any questions, queries, concerns, or comments, please direct those at podcast at overlooktheater.com. Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, the other one. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy. It's not even my business what you do on your own personal time. The Overlook Hours available on Facebook is The Overlook Hour. The Overlook Hours available on Instagram is The Overlook Theater. And The Overlook Hours available on Twitter is The Overlook Hour. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Russell. Um, we're on YouTube, so go Google the Overlook Hour podcast on YouTube. And uh, I apologize, but we talk about the video we're looking at too much this episode. Also, if you want to help out, don't ask about donating. Just share the show. Uh, we've been belittled over the weekend. Who's asking about donating? Uh, don't worry about it. now. I am worrying about it now. 
If um, you want to donate, DM me. <laughs> all right. And no. I'll give you a different donation. You cut me. It's important. Oh, I'm sorry. Share it. Share the show. I've been we've been berated over the weekend about not promoting, and uh, we've been re- rest. We've been a. Uh, oh, it's late. We've been told that we have a good show. Tell other people that. Uh, th- there, I'm done. Babe, could you not come across as so insecure? I'm no, I'm tired. That's all. I've been uh, day trading all day. <sighs> if, if, if you all were just flies on this wall today. You would think I'm sitting across from Gordon fucking Gecko. <laughs> All right, Randy, take us home. That's the new tagline. <laughs> Until episode 334. Randy, take her home. I hate it. God, that's the worst. <laughs> All right, I'm ending that. of the slave spectrum i am on the other side of the master spectrum and i can't ever imagine another slave uh, what <laughs> you gotta explain that one to me yeah same <laughs> <laughs> this week's two cents of is brought to you again by the deme- the direct message history of army hammer Okay, so what? What was he talking about? Slaves, and he's the master, and she's a slave, and they're going to eat humans together. Also, what was the punctuation looking like in there? It's really it's really <laughs> troubling. It's really troubling. When you really think about that, Army Hammer is like the chairman of the board of Arm and Hammer. <laughs> and he only writes in commas. Okay, so there were commas in there? Also, did you notice I made a grammatical joke in there because I paused before I said comma? <laughs> you lost That me. was really good. Randy? I heard it. I didn't realize it was uh, intentional, though. <laughs> I thought you just got caught up. Okay. <laughs> was that it? I Really, what does that mean? I don't get it. You want me to reread the sentence? No, explain it to me. I feel like the same way you are on one side of the spectrum, of the slave spectrum. (laughs) I am on the other side of the master spectrum, and I can't imagine another slave. Yeah, I don't get it. Am I dumb? I don't know. Let me try try to read the following sentences that accompany the statement. I don't even want one. I would never feel as strongly. Fuck. Too drunk and honest. You are mine and I am yours. No matter what happens, we've tested that to the extremes. <laughs> Who is he DMing? Apparently a, a, a young filly that he has uh, fallen for. All right. I wasn't going to beg for more people to submit stories, but the army hammer thing has to die. Robbie said he's got a two-sentence hard story. Is, he, is we going to have those? Ha 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 
Yeah, I'm sending them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get out of here. Thanks, I'm making Robbie uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Leave. It's all that poop on your shirt. <laughs> he, what, what, he does need to go to the cleaners. What was his, like, backstory? The official canon? He's a ghost that... He's a go- he, he used to be a ghost. That is now haunting a dummy. He's haunting a doll. Do we know the significance of the doll? What, of the doll? Yeah. Um, like, no. Like, why that doll? It's a different manufacturer than Annabelle. I do know okay, that. Okay, good. He, is very, he doesn't want to be associated with Annabelle at all. He is very adamant that uh, his maker is different than Annabelle. Good. I don't like Aunt, the way Annabelle looks. I understand. Neither does creepy. I think the Raggedy Ann doll would have been better. It, it probably would have been an IP thing, though. Well, I mean, let's think about it. You've got more flexibility. You could take a punch easier. You could fall <laughs> off buildings, no problem. Oh, that is an interesting dilemma. But blades are an issue. Yeah, you could. Blades get, are done. Yeah, yeah, she'd be done. But so would the regular Annabelle doll. But you really know you would rob the audience out of like. Wait, has anybody ever punched Annabelle? Has that even come up? Uh, in the second one, they punched her. I. I think so <laughs> wait now okay annabelle's a complicated franchise a, hum- a human punch or a doll on doll punch well part two is a prequel right uh yeah directed and the- by the dude who did uh shazam or whatever wait really uh i'm pretty sure that's the- <laughs> wait okay it's confusing because the yeah, yeah. <laughs> the third brother um they have the, the third one's also a prequel too right no, the third. No, the third one's like the overnight one, where it's like you're in, right in their house, and it's the little their daughter. You, that was my favorite one. It was good. Yeah, the is that the one that's got the cool tracking shot over the church, and then it loops around? I doubt it. I think that's probably part two. I part, think it was the the latest. Well, one. part two is the one that had the big set. David Sandberg. That's uh, that's the dude. Yeah. That's the one where they were in a school and it was like a big location and they had the bus ride up there. Part three is the one where it's like, we're sleeping over at the Warren's house. Don't go in the haunted room. Oh, three was no good. I love three. I, three is probably my favorite one. I like two. Two had a, a wild elevator gag. Yeah. Two had its moments, but I, I wasn't feeling it. I don't know. I really like three. The problem with three, though, it was a uh, non-prequel. And it was clearly, you know, I mean, Ed and Lorraine Warren, it's a Christian narrative. You just knew nobody was going to die in that movie. Don't they have another one coming out? I'm, I'm sure they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. Three was like a kitchen sink thing where there's like all the stuff in there, like the werewolf. and Yep. The greatest hits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really liked that one. I well, I like haunted objects. And when that girl yeah. was walking through and like they all were. Well, then why don't you relate to creepy Clark more? <laughs> He's very hurtful. What do you mean relate? All he wants is why, why can't you connect with him more? Did he say something? What did he say? I've been cool to him. I created the segment for he him just, to. You I know, know, but he just feels a little stonewalled by you. I don't. I think I'm his biggest supporter. He loves. He loves riffing with you. He's like, why does why does Russell? Oh, by the way, I do a very good Greek. <laughs> really, the Brooklyn version or the I don't, the hot ghoulie version? That's the other part of the backstory with him. <laughs> his father was actually an. Uh, he's a, so he's an army brat himself. Uh, so oh. he grew up all over the place. So he collected a lot of different, um, you know, accents. An army hammer brat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, God. There are so many other buttons on that board. That is my favorite one. That is the only fuchsia colored button you have here. So it stands out in this sea of like pale yellow and red. Yeah. The rest of the board, I've got this fuchsia. Is fuchsia and magenta the same thing? No. Well, they have a different name. <laughs> yeah. so I, That's fair. <laughs> There's something they're trying to identify. Rob, is this button more fuchsia or magenta? Fuchsia. Fuchsia. Well, now you are colorblind. What, yes. you're, what, which uh, spectrum are you impaired on? The green? You wear a lot of navy blue, and I think that has something to do with it. Love navy blue. <laughs> it's very simple. It's a nice <laughs> color that just... Oh, magenta. Okay, yeah, that's definitely fuchsia. Magenta's... What? That's straight up pink. Who are they fooling? <laughs> what, what is big magenta up to? That the is just... Magenta. Wait, pink man. Wait, can you pull up? Uh, how how do you test for color blindness? Mm. We could do that now that we have like a video. All right, do a color blind test. This is just to punish everybody who's been with us for four years on the podcast end. We're really leaning into the oh, twenty God people on it. YouTube. I hate this. <laughs> All right, do it. To, I can't see half of these. More than half. Really? Yeah, man. Here's the one I can't see. That says five. That says six and six. There's a. Four, maybe? Yeah, open up that one. That's Do not that a one. four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. All right, so the first one says 12. Good job. The second one, I think, says eight. Y you nailed it. It's very faint, but I can see it. The third, very faint, a, si a kind of a crooked six. Yep. <laughs> Italics. <sighs> the fourth one. <laughs> 70? We Wow. Yeah. Seven zero. I can Spot barely on. see it because <laughs> at, at first it looked like a crooked 10, but I can barely see that. No, that's a okay. 29. It's a 29. That's a 29. <laughs> nope. Okay. Really? The, the fifth one is 57. Nailed it. Barely see it. Oh God. All right. Where are we going now? Okay. Second row. Uh, far, far left. left. It looks like that one. And uh, it looks like. That the one next to it is the same. They they look they both look <laughs> like threes. Interesting. Well, one of them is a three. The second one's a three. No, really. The second no, one. No, the second one. The second one is a three. Okay, the second one. Oh, the second one kind of looks like a five now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I, man. I, what's the first one? A five. Really? Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> All right, the third one, fifteen. Yep. That one's pretty clear. Fourth one, 74? Got it. No numbers have reg are registering on that. Uh, okay, one. so it's a green thing with you, for sure. Yeah, fives really give you trouble, Nothing, too. nothing is showing up there. No number whatsoever. Do you need glasses, too? Like, do you actually have, like, 2020? My right eye is 2020. My left eye is, like, 2030. Oh, you never wear fucking glasses, either. Well, I also left my uh, glasses in this. Oh, it's always something. The fedora, the apron. All right. Third third one. Uh, first one is six. It's a number six. Good, good job. That one's actually pretty hard to look at, too. All right. No number. Okay. For the second, uh, maybe a five for the third one. Yeah. But that's... Uh, you got it. I mean, I, I only see the five because there's a little bit of a pattern with the big... So it's kind of a cheat. I, was, I, I get can't it. see or yeah. anything. All right. The fourth one is there's a four. 
and then I have no idea. Oh. No, uh, maybe a two. <laughs> yeah, a two. It's, okay. The four is very clear, but the two is, no, not so much. Okay. The last one is maybe a 45. Yep. That one's really tough. I'm, I mean, that's just, yeah. I If I, like, blink a few times, I can barely... Yeah. Robbie, you got any issues with these at all? None at all. Yeah, no. me either. Really? Riveting radio, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and put you the, know, put funny. the link in the we, thing. We were talking about how, um, oh, God, we had a passing conversation about how I don't think we're very friendly to new listeners. And uh, <laughs> Well, we're on YouTube now, yourself. bitch. You can watch our thing. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, we're really putting a gun to your head to go, <laughs> to go see Clark Proovy's blind. Yeah, man. That was tough. Well, you did well. I that's, think you, you got that like says no. You're like an A minus there. I think you only got two wrong out of what eighteen or well, I something. Got, I got several wrong. There were some I couldn't see at all. But you faked it. Yeah, but it's still hard. You know, it, it's tragic. Like you can, b- because I'm trying to use educated guesses of like, okay, maybe the patterns, but like the color's not there, man. Like, all right, Refin, calm down. It worked <laughs> out. If you made a movie, there'd be an interesting palette. Yeah, everything would be navy blue. No idea. I again, that didn't help me understand why you only wear navy blue. I because it's because I don't have to make a decision. Oh motherfucker! I don't have to make a decision. It's just you're it's Einstein there. now, huh? I mean, there are times. <laughs> yeah, I can't get too wild with the colors. <laughs> I can match navy blue and navy blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, pretty good with that. Yeah. Um. That yeah. Do you ever like? feel bad about watching movies and you're like I bet that looks cooler than I'm seeing it <laughs> no that, but, but honestly that that's why you know I, I am drawn to Refn's you know color palette uh-huh. and that you know you know me I, I love um, just not know, a te- fan of his films though no that's not necessarily true I remember Robbie here got very mad when we were going in <laughs> no, on I a, didn't get mad oh, the, the TV you, you texted me you're like I stopped listening because you guys were ripping on episode two of uh <laughs> I skipped through it. <laughs> I never stopped. Listening. Oh, he was furious. I could feel it. No, and, yeah. and like Technicolor, I, I love all that stuff. Um, I love the show. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to lie. We'll have you back on. No, I will say the the James Urbaniak episode of Too Old to Die Young was my favorite. Oh boy, that one yeah. was crazy. Yeah, that's one of the best episodes of TV. Is that the one where he goes to like that? I just remember he's, he's in the, a booth a lot. He's the pornographer. Okay, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know how to tread light. Well, I don't know why I was treading lightly <laughs> on that. <laughs> that show was fucking good, though. Even though it was like a compilation of films mm-hmm. telling an extra long narrative. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, no, that's amazing. Yeah, the slides. It's fucking cool looking. Let me tell you something. Another thing is, I hate water parks. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I hate them. I got horribly, horribly sunburned the summer entering my junior year of high school. Went to the water park. Got horrible sunburn. Went home, <laughs> tried to find a way to relieve said sunburn. So what do you think I did, Robbie Smith? Put lotion on. Didn't have lotion. <laughs> Butter. So I was I... convinced I was going to rid this. <laughs> By using deodorant. Oh, what? <laughs> I was going to say semen, and I thought there was nothing. To, 
<laughs> but deodorant. I, I had a horrible sunburn oh, that went no. from my elbows to my neck. Your weenus. And then all over my chest. Like just, I mean. With all bikini tan? Chest, all <laughs> of, yeah, I mean, pretty much. So I covered myself oh, in deodorant. Oh, no. And we talking uh, axe, uh, guard. <laughs> body spray. At this time, it was probably it was. What was the trendy thing? I if I think it was before old Old Spice was cool again. Mm. I think Classic Old Spice. Hell yeah! I tried to stay away from axe because it just always seemed douchey to me. <laughs> so I think we're I think we're at a a right guard situation. Oh, I think we're at a right guard gel situation. Ooh. So that's what made you think you should do it was the gel and the name guard. It felt good. (laughs) Then a chemical burn. (laughs) I have never. I thought my parents thought I was being possessed. (laughs) And then she said, what? I said, I put deodorant on my sunburn. She said, you idiot. (laughs) So she put me in a bathtub full of oatmeal. Oh my god! To kind of like soak it all up, and it it, it was hours <laughs> of just unbridled agony. Were you screaming? Yeah, I was. Oh man, yeah, I was. I was writhing and banging. Do you have photos of this horrible incident? Why not? No, I, Hey, mom, <laughs> grab the Kodiak. Hey, what are you talking about? The, the Kodiak? Kodiak? <laughs> <laughs> Kodak? <laughs> Were you going coding? Grab the bear. Grab the Kodak and coding. That'd be a good combo for that moment. But no, your mom's also, uh, she doesn't fuck around. You told no. that story about the baby breaking its neck. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, she just <laughs> took one look at it. She's fine. <laughs> I mean, but Theo, that that's a that's a woman who's been a mom for nearly forty years. Yeah, lived through you. Yeah. Why the? F- Let me tell you something. I was a very easygoing child. I was an easy baby. My sister was <laughs> way worse than me. My sister was a sociopath as a baby. You would grab her. You would you would hand her food. You give her her sippy cup, and she would look at it, and she just. <laughs> and then look right back at you. Drop it off her she high just chair. Drop it off her high chair and then yeah. stare back at you. Ice cold, my sister. <laughs> She's much nicer now. She's a very lovely woman. But as a baby, I wanted to murder her. We did not get along as as kids. Okay. Were you fine with with your siblings? I'm so much older. As a yeah, what's yeah. the age difference? Like 14 years. Or 14. Something. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's four. It was four for me and my sister. So when I was a senior in yeah. high school, she was a freshman. Also, I I was very done being an only child. I fucking hated it. And I craved like hanging out with people. Yeah. My parents worked at night too. So I'd be up alone all day and I was just like, I need to interact with people. So I was like very excited to have uh, you know, siblings. And then when they were babies and it was all like work, I was like, man, I'm over that. I just wanted to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much always been that way. Yeah, well, a lot of people who grow up with like you know siblings, they're they're like that. They're looking for their own like you know private Idaho. I was Cue not. I know. <laughs> I took it off the board. Oh. It used to be there. That's a shame. Yeah, you took that off the board, and we still got Jolly the conservative puppet. <laughs> I like how you used his correct name. I know it says Joey on here, but yeah. I mean, I want to I want to provide the right context for our friend who gave us a shout out. 
um, when you were talking about water parks, I really wanted to bring up Robbie. Have you seen Aqua Slash? No, I was going to ask what you thought. Uh, dude, your, uh... Aqua Slash is a um, God. I mean, the title would make you think it's going to be a fun romp in a fucking water park, and we're just going to see a lot of people die. And what better oh, sorry, for take a my phone uh, over there? What, what what better for a slasher than like a bunch of people who are already mostly naked, like partying? Like it seemed perfect. Somehow they fucked it up. It was really boring. It takes a long time to get anywhere. It's only an hour and ten minutes long. Oh, really? But it's like a lot of characters you don't care about. But I want to. Sh- I want you to show me that one thing that Instagram in the third needed. act. In the third act of that, there is a brutal fucking kill. Uh I'm tempted to say you could probably pull it up. It looks like it's in the trailer, but don't don't look for it. I'll, yes. I'll show you after. Anybody who, I mean, Robbie, we we're just talking about like abandoning a film twenty minutes in. Oh, that dude's got a crowbar shirt on that. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like, and I always fear that there's going to be an aqua slash moment. Like, I'll I'll show you when we're done recording. That's but, a cool ass poster. Yeah, dude, there's so much shit that seemed like it was going to be cool. Cuts like a knife. The dialogue, so right. the story, everything <laughs> is just so boring. Like this That's a good poster. It's okay. I mean, it that that poster again is bright like refin colors. And it it almost like um is shouting at me spring breakers. Uh 17. What? Oh, okay. Uh, I get it. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, uh um, colorblind test joke. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> God. Yeah, I don't know. It's n- the style's not there. And it's the, the story's about like somebody trying to take the park and a bunch of kids going on. Yeah, look at that. That picture is fucking cool. Did you ever watch Class Action Park? Vibrant Blood. No, but I went over to my mom's house one night and she was watching the documentary on the real. Yeah, that's it. Class that's Action. It, yeah. Oh, okay. That is the documentary. Yes. What was the what was the movie named? Action Park. Action, Action Park. Park. Oh, well, Action yeah. Park. The Knoxville one. The yeah. Knoxville one. Yeah. Yeah. Action Park. No I, good. I wanted to watch it though. I like the idea where it's like a scripted movie with like real stunt. Yeah. Eh, eh, more stunts, less script. Well, was you that know, problem? Well, I don't know. No, that's a, that was the problem. Oh. <laughs> Film's not good. Oh. That's a good quote. <laughs> they tried to put like this whole father daughter thing. It wasn't uh, bad. It, it, it wasn't didn't good. Before. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always pushed for like, you know, pro wrestling. And I love Knoxville. Yeah. Like, I will always give him the benefit of the doubt. You made a great Knoxville joke last night. I love Knoxville. It killed him. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, you know, I, I've always said now that everybody agrees wrestling is fake and everybody agrees they don't give a shit. I don't understand why they don't go for like heavy scripted story and then just do the like live um, theater that is, you know, the athlete athletic sport of like throwing people through a table yeah. i'm telling you my my dream would be you know you get a dude in a luchador mask have, on a date with his girlfriend fuck it's valentine's day today they're in a cafe and then you know a dude dressed in a executioner hood comes in to buy a latte and they lock eyes and you know they start fighting but you just end the scripted moment a ref runs in from the bathroom and then everybody just leaves and then they just fight in the area so not you basically just uh, described low life, kind of. Except, <laughs> I mean, the the importance would be the actual like keeping the art intact, yeah. the art of like you know kayfabe and like um, you know, doing a uh, oh, it's almost like improv, but I don't want to use that word. 
How'd you describe a wrestling match? Why do you need a ref? Uh, uh, I think it's just part of the sport. Yeah. Mm. And just to add a, um, without a ref, you could be completely unfair and break all the rules and there'd be mm. nobody there to acknowledge it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be some semblance of, of governance. Mm. Yeah. Or just, you know, to help instruct the audience, like this is a bad thing. Yeah. Because, you know, a guy up on well, a turn. Also, also, I think narratively you would need it as well. Oh yeah. So yeah, you can use that narratively, but also like, you know, you, you need to, portray at least in character <laughs> what you think you're experiencing. Well, you need parameters. And I think yeah. it's kind of like in all sports, like football, like penalties are a huge part of that game. In politics, the law is a huge part of that. And in wrestling, you need like, you need a ref to be the parameters, but also to be like narratively, like if a ref like uh, counts unfairly, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. a thing. And then it's like, you know, me against the world. I don't, I don't, we should do that. Did what you? about a cage match, though? There's no ref in a cage match. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I yeah. guess I just don't watch enough. Yeah. It, it, uh, I mean, I don't blame you. It is kind of like a never-ending soap opera. Once Mankind left. It's oh, Mick Foley? Dude, did you see Mick Foley? What was that film we love Mick Foley in? 12-Hour Shift. 12-Hour Shift. Dude. It was pretty good. He's very good. He's yeah. Understated little cameo. He needs to act more. I He's know. a good actor. Oh, well, I didn't know he was in Peanut Butter Falcon. Who, who was it? Oh, I didn't see that. You what? You were going crazy over I that movie in the theater. See, yeah, I didn't want. I didn't oh, see it's it. fantastic. It's it's good. I like Sheila B. I you know I do too, but I don't like to admit it. Oh, Bruce, I don't I know why. Him. I'll shout it from the rooftops. Yeah, I I, like I really Shia. like him too. Shia. And he does all the shit I like, like kind of making fun of pretentious art by how making good was art. he in the uh, in the table read thing. In in the what with pastimes uh, uh, pastimes of Rich Run High? Oh, he was he was the only thing worth watching. He's so good. Yeah, he was apparently really uh, got rough with a lady though. So oh what? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we're about to allowed to like. Oh him my god! At this moment is he canceled yeah. now with uh, Joss Whedon? <laughs> I mean, I he got fully canceled. Man, it's tough to be a good actor. You almost have to be unhinged emotionally. Yeah. And I feel like if you're in a real romantic situation, you know, the honeymoon phase Stop. Is, go back. is all passion. Uh, there is a gentleman who goes by Yellow Wolf, and he played a character named Rat Boy. <laughs> Just wanted to mention that. Yellow, in what Wolf. movie? Yellow Wolf is a uh, peanut butter pop. Oh, okay. Uh, who is Yellow Wolf? Yellow Wolf, terrible rapper. I believe he's from uh, Florida. Yeah, of course. Like he had Tampa written all over <laughs> Oh, Alabama. Oh, close. <laughs> oh, he's from, he's from, dude, he's from Gadsden. That's fucking NASCAR country, baby. What the Damn f- right. Was, is he like an Instagram rapper? No, he's been, he was, he was kind of around. Oh, he's been around for a little while. Eminem signed him. Oh, shit. That's going to carry weight, right? Eminem? Yeah. Sure. Right? I mean, I'm so out of the music game. <laughs> That's Eminem. Thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> a great impression always ends with them explaining who it was. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? Who were who you showing me yesterday that was doing all the impressions that were good? Oh, uh, Craig Gas. Oh, that's right. All gas, no brakes. <laughs> I was showing a, um, there was an old. What the hell is this fellow? Oh, you don't know Craig Gas? <laughs> no. I didn't either. It looks like. Fred Dares. <laughs> He's he came from that era. Mm. Or at least from what I was watching. Um 
they were talking. They what? The story he was telling. He was at a Limp Biscuit corn concert. So so Craig Gass is a comedian and a natural storyteller. Mm. So uh, several years ago, he went on um, Opie uh, Opie and Anthony, uh, Greg Opie Hughes. He went on his radio show and told the story where he uh, and another comedian, Big J Okerson, went to a music festival in New Jersey where he knew uh, some of the guys in Corn, and they got a backstage passes, and they went to this music festival with, like, Corn and Limp Biscuit. Who else was Snoop yeah, Dogg? It was so some it sounds like family values. Like family values. Yeah. So as a part of this story, uh, he went with Big J Okerson, and he drove his brand-new car there, and Craig Gass uh, had sexual intercourse with three girls that he met backstage at this Corn uh, show in his car. Then these girls <laughs> stole uh, jewelry, money, and baby toys from that car, and then they found them. And they, but it was a whole story. And Craig Gas went through this whole thing. Then a few weeks later, they brought in Big J Okerson, who then they replayed the tape, and then systematically every few seconds would stop the tape. That didn't happen. <laughs> so it just broke down, every, and it's a half hour thing. And I showed. Uh, Russ and Oksana this last week, and it's it's actually riveting, riveting radio. Yeah, it was good. Uh, if you make a note, I'll put that in the show notes. He he put it on while we were eating as like background, mm-hmm. and then when we were done eating, we paused it, turned the lights off, moved up, and like watched the rest of the video. I, you know, it's really amazing how you've turned me around on comedy in general. Yeah, because dude, uh, two years ago, I'd have been like, no, it I'm was not, not an easy task, my friend. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know at what point, I, you know, politics probably got so ugly that I was just, I was looking for a light at the end of the tunnel. Laughing's good for you, too. I know, yeah. But it's just, I don't, it's the comedy, uh, the nature of comedy. I don't know. It, I don't know what it was, but I'm into it now. And I uh, thank you. I also really like Big J. Big J's great. Yeah. The Legion of Skanks guys are, uh, they're pretty entertaining. Legion of Skanks. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. There better be a ska thing. <laughs> well, I mean, look at Big J. Oy, oy. He looks like he never got out of that like big it, big it, big new metal phase. What's your thoughts on Violent J? Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, you know, okay. Update for this show. I was going. I was going to do a new segment uh, where I would review zero percent move zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes films. Okay, because I had success with a couple of them. Um, <laughs> where'd you get that feedback? Including and so, and then <laughs> there you go. I was I started Big Money Rustlers. I seen it. I couldn't do twenty minutes. I <laughs> y- you can't watch those things alone, man. I know. You really got to have a partner. <laughs> it was rough. I mean, but it's also not for you. Like I, you know, a lot of film fans and like people who listen to film podcasts probably call themselves introverts and like outsiders pgs on most popular on the on tomato sorry to oh yo it totally yo psycho gorman yeah certified fresh a lot of love for that no but i mean really dude the icp thing that's really like that's for outsiders like yeah there's uh, that's real outsider art is what you're saying i i tried to avoid literally saying that because i don't think that's right like <laughs> You made it through this whole movie, Russell. It was a different lifetime, though. Did it? Not <laughs> I think I was in high school. Remind you of Jenga? Oh, I don't know. 
for some reason it kind of reminded, reminded me of a, I'd have to Django. rewatch it. I didn't have a film like a uh, dialogue or like any way of understanding it at that point. It's a D G A or D J A N G O. Django. 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 Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you know how to spell Django, bro? It's it's tough. <laughs> the Django. The Django. Yeah. Gent. Not a huge fan of that movie. The Gent. The Django yeah. Unchained. Yeah. Yeah, I like it very much. Sugar. Well, of course you do. I like it very much. Top three Tarantino. Well, check out Big Money Rustless. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give that one a chance. Same cinematographer. Dude, Richard, the- uh, Richard Alberson shot that. Big Wait, Money Hustlers. Really? No. Okay. I mean, I believe it. I've seen some weird shit that cool people have shot. Who did shoot it? Do they even have a real IMDb page? <laughs> of course they do. The production company is Psychopath Records. Who the fuck do you think you're dealing with? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, we should try and uh, get into that market. Big stank. <laughs> Grow our the audience. Market? Yeah, we'll get in the, the gathering market. Let's do a panel at the gathering. Big money hustler. Yeah. No, so I don't know. ICP, you know, everybody makes fun of them. But I've heard, we have a mutual friend who said he's heard stories of people coming up to Violent J in the bar and just been like unloading on the dude because they think he's a joke. And it's like, that dude's like six foot two. Yeah. My favorite height of a... Uh, Imaginary men, six foot two, eyes of blue. Yeah, does oh. he wear his makeup everywhere? I am, ima- you know, in my mind, I imagined him at the bar in his makeup. I don't think, but so. I don't think so. He, do- <laughs> he does on his podcast, doesn't he? Uh, Violent J's the other one. You're thinking of Shaggy Two, Shaggy Two Dope. Yeah, Shaggy and the Creep. It, that's that, their show. That's the podcast. Yeah, is that in your regular rotation? No, they've been on. Um, they would show clips. So the, the fans of your mom's house go all over the place. So they would drop hints into Shaggy Two Dope, and he would address them, and then they play that on. Yeah, yeah. So basically, they've got their little Howard Stern pack over there. I mean, it's who make cool. prank phone calls? Power to them. Yeah. I mean, they don't have a Chuggy who survived the mall shooting, or Bill Spataro, the great F- FX artist who hates all his movies. That's true. <laughs> we we have a better team. You should check out the uh, Cash Money movies. Uh, like the Cash Money Millionaire, um, so like Lil Wayne, Birdman. Back in the early two thousands, they were making uh, movies similar to these, like uh, The Block Is Hot. Oh, tight! They're have, pretty fun. Do you have a recommendation? Oh, Baller Blocking. Baller Blocking's the best one. That's just the video, but I think Baller Blocking's the also the title of the movie. Yeah, two thousand. You got freaking. Uh, Little way in at like 16 or something like that. There's oh, some, damn. There's some pretty fun little uh, house party scenes in there. Is there anybody doing stuff like that now? Like any like hip hop groups making indie? I would think I was, I would think that Chief Keef would do that type of stuff, but I don't think he was. Yeah. What about Little Yachty? Well, I also feel like that would never make it on our radar. Fuck Little Yachty. Mm. Would you? I don't like that mumble shit. <laughs> speak, Why? speak like a goddamn gentleman. I don't know. Everybody he hates him. Do huh? He's cool. I know, but he's like, <laughs> you know, our engineer used That's to not do drugs like. too. This is true. <laughs> I also kind of mumble when I speak. <laughs> yeah. Cheer up, son. <laughs> I'm trying. Speak like a gentleman. You do have a lot in common with a uh, little yachty. <laughs> <laughs> little Ran- especially Randy, say it again. I was saying I love Sprite. 
<laughs> I knew it would land. You just had to give it a chance, Randy. Yeah. Yeah. Randy, you wouldn't have been able to have fun with us last night if you were still straight edge. Little boat. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I could hang out and sober and have fun, right? People do that still? Yeah, Randy hung out and had a great time. Yeah, but night. I liked watching you do crystal meth. I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I had to do it on the deck, though. You wouldn't let me do it inside. <laughs> I don't know if Randy could have made it through a Braxis. No. No, definitely not. I okay. I barely did, and I was proud of myself. Do you want to set it up what we did last night? Sure. Robbie came over. Randy came over. Not in that order. Opposite. <laughs> Flip it. So here's what you need to do. You need to erase everything I just said. Let's reset the story. Randy came over first. Let's call it two thirty, Randy. Sounds about right. Randy came over around two thirty PM. Came in the door, saw that I had cooked some chicken tenders. He said, Hey, cooking chicken tenders. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> Then we go into the room, and I'm watching probably Opie and Anthony, YouTube. Randy, wasn't that it? Yep. I think it was Fight with Jim Norton. Yes. So then we start watching Street Beefs a little bit, and I try <laughs> to explain to Randy about how I hate Street Beefs, and they make me very nervous. <laughs> and I showed him the Fat Pete Holmes fight. That was very good. You remember that guy? Fat Pete Holmes? Yeah, on Street Beefs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, his name's fucking... um. Shinogabe. Oh, Shinigami. Yeah, His name's Shinigami. He looks like Chris Farley in uh, Beverly Hills. He Cop. is Fat Pete Holmes. Uh, Miss Osachi, type in Shinigabe. Shinigami. <laughs> Shinigami. It's like. What is Shinigami? It's like Death Note. The Shinigami is the monster. Shinigami. Yeah, that's how, much, of, that's how much of a dork that Look, guy that is. That is Fat Pete Holmes, <laughs> baby. Any fight? Oh, he uh, oh, knocked look, the dude out look, with a roundhouse show, kick. Yeah, show that first picture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. He, he looks tall as shit. If that leg connects, you're it done. Couldn't, it did it right yeah. in the right in the kisser. Uh, he's a weeboo who you can't talk down to because he'll <laughs> kick you in the head. Dude, look at his face. He smacked him. Dude, when large people can move that fast and amble, that's yeah, scary. yeah. That's why none of y'all be the fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> your boy can move. See, that's why we need video because oh, I just I did a very it. dramatic. Sunglasses. I got the cameras. You want me to hook them up? So right when Randy was about to lose interest with all my YouTube video choices, y'all came in, and uh, then we we committed in fellowship. Also, there was a small, small uh, escalation between uh, this address and the Pizza Hut on El Camino Real. <laughs> what? As they said, no, no vegan sausage. So that was that whole order was up in the air for a very long time. Fortunately, everything kind of worked out. Pizza was had. And then the first movie we watched was called. Okay, no. Can you doll it up a little bit? What are you talking about? Give it some energy. I gave it. What are you talking about? I did a great. You plateaued at chicken tenders. (laughs) I I could not maintain that energy throughout this whole time. Okay. Yeah. So we showed up. I lost it with Shinigami. He. He brought it all down. I, oh, you know what? He roundhouse kicked me to the face. So Street Beef is a um, it's a YouTube channel, and they just have like backyard boxing and MMA. They try to be like it's like an indie circuit, but like junkyard. I don't. It's junkyard dog. Clark it's dangerous. Clark gets very nervous because it is super dangerous because it, there's clearly no medical staff there, and people get knocked out and like choked out. Also, I think the guy who runs it is a shithead. That's what I also think. Oh, you're talking about Scarface? Yeah. 
Yeah, they call him that because he was burned in the face. <laughs> I know. I just think he's a scumbag. Well, I mean, you're not well, that other dude. Um, it's making me nervous. Mighty Mouse. Yeah, the like very um swole, as the yes. kids say, dude who looks like he just freshly got out of jail. Yeah, they had a split, and then there's like some online Jesus. drama with that. Yeah, it's Mighty Mouse. I ain't saying nothing about Mighty. Mouse. He looks like a white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, again to bring it back to low life. You got to do what you got to do in jail. <laughs> You're not wrong. Dude, how good is low life? I I can't get over that. I want to, I've, I've always, I think I've wanted to ask you this, but how is that not cool guy movie to you? Oh no, I think it is. But I, again, the problem I have articulating a cool guy film is just the, uh, the cool characters are really at the heart of a cool guy movie. And it's the difference between earning it and kind of just mimicking like an ad in Maxim magazine or something. Mm -hmm. And I think that movie really earned it, especially with a swastika face tattoo. They do earn it. And there's, cause that's not something you could just put on a poster and have people get into. Yeah. Like that guy had to earn you through the Plus movie. They pull like, on some heartstrings in this and it works. Oh man. That movie is really good, but you're right. That is a cool guy movie. The, um, ice stuff kind of bugged me, but, I mean, I know that. Wait, which one? What ice stuff? Just with the. Um, oh, yeah. Bringing up this movie from two years ago. Oh, the, the border stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought you know, was, was uh, grimy enough, but I don't know if that was earned. Ooh, I get it. We'd have to sit down and rewatch it. But Teddy Bear is in a Miata. Terrifying. <laughs> Dude, teddy Bear is great. Damn it. You know, I was partially stalling. Because I took a picture of a street beef fight that I meant to show you, like not on the show, but oh God. I was like, I think I just saw somebody die. For the record, we are not endorsing street beef. <laughs> I think they're scumbags. Dude, you know, my biggest beef with street beefs is they give the worst ad spots. Like people are clearly paying them and it's like VPN, don't let your privacy bite you yeah. in this corner. And it's, it's like, that was your commercial private shout out to private internet access. Don't let your history haunt you in this corner. Yeah. <laughs> we got Robox <laughs> fighting out of Lynchburg, Virginia. And in this corner, we got Satan's mama's wrath child. That is way too interesting <laughs> of a name. <laughs> I own low life though. So I'm not like, Oh yeah. Well dude, it's hard to, it's hard to fuck with low life. That's a good movie. I also feel like that director, uh, Oksana, could you please, uh, we tricked him into coming on the on show. That poor young boy in the middle of the screen. <laughs> oh, now let me explain something to you right now. Deceptive. This gentleman right here, beach beach is the belt holder. Oh, really? He's the world champion. He's good. Street that, that screenshot. I was like, Oh, this poor young man. Oh no, no. So street beef used to open up with, uh, the, the idea was you settle your street beef here. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple one of those. There's mm -hmm. a couple of uh, meth mamas who went in there and it's, they're fighting and their children are like, get a mama. And it it's is, like, it's yeah. too real. You would be into it. We would have a great I time. So. I know, it's, <laughs> dude, it's so much fun. No, fun, is, fun is not a word I want to use dude, in this context. I mean, they're, they're settling their differences. Russell, I told you, I cannot watch this when I'm high. I know, and you freaked. You, I I did freak out. I freaked out twice. <laughs> Rarely do I get paranoid. Rarely, and this all this violence just made me paranoid. I can't even look. I don't like looking at these photos. It's rough. God damn it! It's rough. There are times right. where I'm just like, we're gonna see a horrible, horrible fracture, and or maybe a death. 
never I've never seen now th- the one thing that really bothers me about these is that fights were going for far too long. Mm. And you just see both of these guys are just punch drunk and it's just it's really sad. Yeah. It hurts. I like I can't that's a bothers me. Like they're not selling tickets and the whole thing is you know we have to put up the best fight on YouTube. So a lot of the times you'll see dudes who are just they they don't weave or duck or block and all they do is haymakers and there's God, two of them damn. in there. One of them, Clark left. He got up and left during the middle of it. He's like, I can't watch this. And he I walked out of the room. It's just they should have ended it five oh, minutes before oh, they man, did. I'm bummed. I had a picture of a dude laying on the ground and it looked like a dead body. And I really was looking forward to showing it to you. Can we can we show <sighs> can we show Robbie the Shinagabe fight? What? No. Why? Because we're not fully committed to video yet. Well, we can watch it we'll after. Just play the audio. Yeah, we can watch it after. I could throw. Oh, I found him. It'll play the audio. So does he look dead? That doesn't look good. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> I'll I'll put this up in the show notes. I mean, he is he is looking at the stars so oh. bright. It's like his heart's broken. And it was a choke. Oh, he went down because of a choke. I'll tell you, one of the other fights, a dude took a knee directly in the nose, and. uh Oh, you, it you was, I, yeah, you, you. I've heard some gnarly things. It's no good. I don't even like hearing this. <laughs> Wait, did I? Oh God, tangents, and I love it. But Aqua Slash and ever say okay. So an Aqua Slash is one good kill. Are you about to spoil it? Yeah, don't spoil it. Don't spoil, spoil it. the kill. We want to see the kill. Oh, okay, fine. It'll be on YouTube someday. Yeah. Well, I could. I'll just show you after this. I think we paid enough to buy that fucking movie online. Not good. Show me the kill. Oksana's saying that. I will. All right. Oksana's drunk. She didn't know so what's we'll, going on. We'll, we'll save what oh, we did drunk towards the end. We'll do that at the end, right? Because we still uh, got to do the round. Whatever break. you want to do. Yeah, let's do that. But yeah, uh, no, I had a great day. Uh, yesterday, uh, Robbie and Randy came over yesterday, and we watched some movies, and we'll talk about that R&R. Uh, towards the end. But before we do that, uh, let's do the round table bit, and Randy, Michael, stat. Yes, sir. As a movie. <laughs> To tell us about. Yes, I've been uh, continuing watching some features for SF Indie Fest. Uh, I think it'll be uh, going for another couple of days after this uh, episode airs. Um, but one of them that I watched that was pretty good is called Itchy Fingers. Uh, the director, it's uh, Anna Niles and Marco Jake. Uh, it's 107 minutes long, uh, but basically, so the movie starts with... Um, this camera that is kind of like in a hallway, like looking into this kid's like bedroom and he's uh looks like he's rehearsing a, a kind of cringy standup bit. And it's a, uh, it's, it's a uncut shot. It probably goes like five, maybe like seven minutes long of him just doing this kind of cringy standup bit. And then um, you realize that he actually is making a YouTube video. So he does like stand up on YouTube and uh, post videos there to no acclaim. And uh, he's really focused on, he, he keeps refreshing the page and he's like, you know, looking for someone to, to say that it's good or that he's funny. And someone's just like, you're fat and you suck pretty much. <laughs> and then he creates another account for himself and he's like, but like, you know, posing as someone else. And he's like, oh, I actually think this kid's really funny, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, yeah, they get in a little argument, but then he sees this random um comment that looks kind of like a spam comment he clicks the link and says it's malicious but he just goes through and 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 goes to it 
and it's an invite to this like theater company uh, in his local area. Um, so he goes in, it's kind of weird, um, but then he ends up being a part of this theater group, uh, sort of reluctantly, but his dad is really like, you always like give up on things. So he like kind of wants to like stick with it. Um, so basically this theater troupe um, says they're devising like a play that is supposed to be like very collaborative and you can kind of like, everyone kind of has their say to like what the story is. But uh turns out the story is about a uh, school shooting and they cast this kid, uh, his name's Ernie, to be a school shooter in the play. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, The writing is really good. It gets rather dark um, from there. And I was, uh, I was pretty surprised by it. I don't think any of the actors have done anything before. I'm not sure if they're like actually in theater in like, apparently it was shot in uh, Chicago, but yeah, I don't know. I thought this was really solid. Oh, this does sound like a Clark movie. What kind of tone do we have? Um, it's definitely like satire, but not like too comedic. It's like I said, it, it gets rather dark. Um, so like not quite as like punishing as like Haneke, but uh, I kind of got like Haneke sort of vibe just from like the opening shot of like being just this one like super voyeuristic shot that kind of just goes on for like six minutes or something like that. So, But uh, maybe not as nihilistic as a Von Trier? Yeah, not as nihilistic either. Um, so yeah, I think it, you know, has a lot to say about school shootings and stuff like that and gun violence and they get all that stuff in it. So it's a, it's a very talky movie, but I thought the writing was actually really solid. Yeah. Von Trier's got a lot of visual baggage with him too. Like yeah. when you think of a Von Trier movie, a lot of like visual themes and metaphors. Yeah. He could be fairly stylish. And also Bjork. But now here she shows up looking at the images Oksana pulled up. It kind of looks like a Petrikis film to me. Is yeah. that off? I can kind of see that. Oh, we got a Jason A. In the background. We got a Jason A. We got a Caddyshack. <laughs> Anchorman. Now, Robbie, you saw this film, right? No, I rented it. Uh, it's waiting for me at home. Oh, tight. Yeah, we got to watch it. How long How long is uh, this going on, Indie Fest? The 24th, I believe. Oh, that's 10 days. Uh, 21st, no. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's less than 10 days. <laughs> seven days. It's still a week. That's seven <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, Don't should, should okay. hop Creepy on it. Clark's union's gonna come for you if you do that shit. Sadako. <laughs> Dude, did you like Sadako vs. Kyoko? I didn't watch it, but I the oh Paramount commercial, uh the Super Bowl Paramount yeah. Plus commercial yeah. with her dancing with uh, Beavis and Butt, it gave me a smile. Yeah. Uh I'm in a Reddit community that really loved that. Now you <laughs> now Rob, you haven't seen Sadako versus Kayako, but have, are you? Oh my God! Well, excuse me. <laughs> God damn it! Sudoku versus. <laughs> now you haven't seen Sudoku versus Kayak, <laughs> but are you gonna see Godzilla versus King Kong? Yes, yeah, not seeing yeah. the payoff. Wasn't Adam there. Wingard? Come on, man! I yeah. know. I just realized it was him. Yeah, that's what he's been working on. And you know, people. I thought they weren't going to let him work after Death Note. Oh, dude, have you seen the Sadako vs. Kyoko baseball? No. Oh, it's bit? very good, dude. It's fucking good. Japan gets it, man. I love that. Also, that movie was um, Japan. it's a uh, Koji, the director of a. Uh, um, she fucking hit it. Yeah, man. yeah she Hell hit it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. God damn it, the Is video. Chucky e. Cheese. 
as the ump? <laughs> no, that's Wacky Willie from. Dude, uh, she straight up Ichiro slap hit that man. Oh God, the the video oh it, it completely God. ripped. Um, the director Koji, he's the one who did um. Oh my God, Norai, the curse, and he oh, did a really? uh, yeah, it's him, and uh, the bane of those oh, verses. Grotesque, grotesque is gnarly. Yeah, dude, he's legit. Carved he's, is pretty good too. I would say he's probably the king of found. Or a slit mouthed woman. Have and, you seen that one? No. Can you go to his those are full all like, director? Uh, yeah, Tartan Asia extreme titles. Back in its heyday. I'm, I'll do it. Back in the day, I miss with Tartan. Yeah, Occult's supposed to be really good. I haven't seen that. Um, the Record so, of Sweet Murder. That's your yep. That's your movie, right? Yeah, the, I love that movie. The Unearthed movie. Great Christmas film. And again, Unearthed, I feel like, you know, they get kind of put in the corner of like, I don't know, indie gore where it's like, oh, you didn't know how to act, but you know how to make a woman bleed. And Bones that's all you got. Only women bleed. But he's also, he, he pulls movies like Record of Sweet Murder, which is, dude. It's fucking great. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's kind of boring, but <laughs> dude, one take, lots of stunts in there. I All love right. it. Ready? You got another movie, Bab? Great Christmas film too. Uh, yeah, just I'll do another just quick uh, SF Indie Fest shout out to uh, Fully Realized Humans. Uh, if you want to see Jess Wexler from Teeth and Chain for Life, uh, Pregnant and Peg Joshua Leonard from Blair Witch Project. <laughs> Then uh, you should watch this movie. It's pretty Hell good. Yeah. What a hard sell! Yeah, you sold that one, yeah. It's good. It's fun. It's like a seventy-six minutes, just kind of like a dark relationship comedy. It's it was fun. Ooh, are we talking existential horror of a domestic relationship? Uh, she's wearing a crass shirt too. Is it crusty? Yeah, uh, it's the movie starts off with a uh, dead Kennedy's California Uber Alice. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that got me in pretty much I from the start. And any of the words you just said. I'm there with you. <laughs> I know that in high school there was a dude uh who demanded everybody refer to him as crass. And oh, I thought it was the lamest sick. fucking thing. Taking it to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. That's the only point of reference I have is that it's probably a punk band that carried some weight. Crass is big time, yeah. What yeah. are they? Are they hardcore or no, it's like punk type. I don't. I don't know if I'd classify it. It's not DB, is it, uh, Randy? Cooper? I don't think so. I always. I mean, I don't know if I really ever listened to Crass, but I always thought it was kind of crusty. Anarcho punk, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Just like Chumbawamba started out as. You know, Chumbawamba started as an anarcho punk band. No. <laughs> well, let me tell you something about Chumbawamba. What the fuck? They get knocked down. They certainly do. But they get back up again. They made their money then. Good for them. Uh, yeah, they. Yeah, they they own a record label too, and they I think they put out like Total Conflict and shit like that, like, some, like oh, other and Total Recall, hardcore. Dude, what were we talking about last night? We have like a mutual friend that made a hundred thousand dollars over the stock market in like a weekend, <laughs> yeah, and then he quit his job, and Ron, <laughs> and we're like. You were saying you had a conversation with him. You're like, how much money would it take for you to quit? And he's like, 10 grand. It was astronomically <laughs> low. But then Robbie was he like. He was like, my next paycheck. The, the thing I took away from it was Robbie was like, fuck yeah. Like You turn around and you start making dog collars as a business. And then you do whatever the fuck you want for the rest of your life. <laughs> and I've always. Not with 10K. <laughs> Why not? Dude, my, mine was always very high. How I figured much? the most I would need. If I won the lottery. 
if I won the lottery under ten million dollars, I would probably keep my job. Under ten under million. Under ten. Here's, so if you got nine million. Here's why. Because I am. Oh no. Very bad with money. <laughs> Are you? And I feel like I feel like if I needed more than ten million dollars, because then I can I can disperse it. Otherwise, it's, I'm just gonna burn it. And then I look at that $10 million and said, I'm never going to make another dime in my life. Can I live the rest of my life on $10 million? I, you would buy a house and several cars that you would get bored with and then just forget about. I know. I feel like I would do a couple dumb things, but I would be pretty frugal. You getting a and, Ford or a Ferrari? <laughs> Dude, if I could get a Ford GT, I'd get that first. Oh, hell yeah. Let the record show. If I could get a Ford GT. So fully realized humans, is that a horror movie or just, no, it says no. just comedy up here. Yeah, it's just kind of like Mumblecore uh, type of movie. I'm down with it. Mumble rap, Mumblecore, whatever. <laughs> all right. I like it all. Now it's daddy's turn. Mumble gore. Oksana Osachi. If you would go to the International Movie Database and type in what I'm about to say. Oh, no. As I mentioned on this show last week, I did a little segment called What Clark... Watched on Letterboxd. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very good segment. I've heard a lot of positive talk about the title of the segment. A lot of excitement going around in the streets. Unfortunately, I've only seen one movie outside of what we all saw this week. So uh, that's what I'm going to talk about now. And I'm also carrying over. This is basically a double segment because it's also Clark's Letterbox segment meets up with Clark's journey through... John Grisham adaptation. <laughs> All right. What's the full title? Merge them both and give us one big title. The John Grisham Letterbox Review. We got a music extravaganza. <laughs> Here is the theme song. Oh. <laughs> you threw a curveball at me. I wasn't ready for that. Okay. No, we're done. Oh, oh boo. The movie is. Robbie, what John Grisham movie do you think I watched most recently? Well, you watched The Firm last week. Uh, I've seen The Firm, The Rainmaker, and then this was the third one. Rainmaker? I don't think I know any other. Josh, John the movie Grisham. is... The Pelican Brief. It's not The Pelican Brief, no. The Client. It is The Client. I knew it. With Joel Schumacher directing. Okay. <laughs> Here's what we need to know about the client. Tommy Lee. You got Susan Sarandon. You got Tommy Lee Jones. You got Brad Renfro as the kid, baby. We've also got a LaPaglia in here, a JT Walsh. Will Patton is a complete asshole oh, wow. in this movie. Also, Bradley Whitford and Kim Coates. There's a lot of people in this movie. Yeah, Rob, you got to push that until it clicks. It's fine. No, I love natural sounds. Yeah, no, you don't. You yell at our neighbors when they ride their motorcycle that's through the court. That's not a good natural sound. <laughs> I yell at him because he's got cauliflower ear, and that's gross. But look. <laughs> right he should have made better <laughs> life decisions. He, he had a career in street beef, so what do you want? So here's what happens with the client, Russell Fisher. Brad Renfro, okay? He's the kid in this. He and his brother. Also, what I'm about to explain to you. Is very insane. <laughs> Brad Renfro and his little shithead brother, they're, 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 I believe 
they are in Tennessee. This is the confusing part of this movie. And so there's a mobster from New Orleans mm-hmm. who drives up to Tennessee to commit suicide. Rad. Don't ask me why. But uh, Brad Renfro and his little brother, who's got 21 chromosomes, he, he's not all there. <laughs> they watch this guy in this car. And then they see that he grabs a water hose, tapes it to the exhaust, and puts it in his car so he's going to kill himself. So Brad Renfro tries to stop him. But then this mafia guy catches him and throws him in the car. Said, "Oh, you gonna die with me, little buddy? We going down together." And that Brad Renfro escapes, and then the guy ends up shooting himself. But before that all happened, uh, his little brother went into a shock. He never gets out of it. Okay, he goes into a catatonic state. Because he thought his brother was he because he saw a guy shoot himself in the face. Mm. Okay, so he is in a catatonic state the entire rest of the movie. He's Barbara. I love so it. that is that is a constant backstory with this movie. So then Brad Renfro then starts to feel the heat from all the the press that's coming around. So he needs to uh, get a lawyer. So he for one U.S. dollar hires Susan Sarandon. Price is right. <laughs> As he just walked into, randomly walked into a lawyer's office and Susan Sarandon said she she was going to help him out. Because the district attorney (laughs) is played by Tommy Lee Jones, and he loves the press, okay? Tommy Lee Jones is full Tommy Lee. Yeah, Yeah, he plays, I think, her brother. (laughs) Well, I'm not a big uh, ER fan. Goose guy. (laughs) Goose fella. I don't know if that picked up. Oksana yeah. said he was in Pet Cemetery too. Also, that's his fault too. <laughs> if, uh, just so you know, Robbie, Oksana loves Pet Cemetery too. Oh, really? It starred her crush Eddie Furlong, Clancy Brown. <laughs> oh, Mary Louise Parker too. Yeah, she's a uh, yeah. I'm 27 years old. That's a line from the movie. <laughs> I'm only 27. Oh, she is doing a There's full a reference to the 27 t- Club Tennessee accent in that. Yes. <laughs> Um. All right. Here's what you need to know. Tommy Lee is trying. They're trying to get this kid to testify because it's all about. They wanted to know if the mafia guy told the kid any information before he killed himself, which he did because he told him where a body was buried with the mafia people that this guy represented, played by Anthony Lapaglia, who's wearing skin tight clothes and like <laughs> chain mail the whole. Oh, movie. what dude <laughs> Schumacher is like. He he basically it's like the same set design from Batman, like in the <laughs> same costumes. He just, give it to Lapaglia. He'll wear it. <laughs> the BDS. Oh man. Dude, if I could work chainmail into my regular wardrobe, I would do it's it. It's weird. What's stopping you? I don't know. I don't I don't think I could pull it off. <laughs> I think you could I would rock a coif. <laughs> dude, look at Schumacher. <laughs> I I saw a dude at a concert. we were at fucking the DNA lounge, and a dude had woven in Chainmail into his leather jacket, That's and it bad. was the fucking coolest thing. I yeah. So the story's not good. <laughs> this movie's not great. Uh, Brad Renfro's incredible. He he's he's great as this kid. And um, but you know you got uh, there's not a whole lot of Tommy Lee in this. And when there is Tommy Lee, it's like a uh, man on the mission. Tommy Lee. My phone is blowing up right now. I'm sorry. How does it stack up against the witness with uh, Harrison Ford with the uh, Amish community? All right, so here's what you need to know about Robbie. First thing, I've never seen that movie. Oh, and I good. started that movie mm. and then went and watched The Firm. 
I don't know why. <laughs> I won't watch Witness. I will watch Witness. It's good. I know. Because do you know one of my favorite movies of all time is The Fugitive? Oh, yeah. It can't Fantastic. get better than The Fugitive for me. Mm-hmm. In terms of just just a classic, you know, I you love the the guy on the run. <laughs> Man on the and run. He was he was wrongly done. That classic season too, though, where I just remember standing in Target and watching that on the TV. <laughs> There's like has him like at the dam. Oh yeah, he's like, right, here we go. <clears throat> this is a reenactment of the Clarks. Here we go. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> I don't care. Insane. Very good. Dude. That was spot on. Your face contorted. <laughs> it was great. It's so good. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> I don't care. I don't know why you reminded me of that. Oh, I love this movie. What's that movie with Gene Simmons and uh, Uncle Jesse? Too Young to Die. There we or go. Like that. Yeah, I think it's Too Young to Die. Let me look that up. Oh, this is yep, Simmons. you nailed it, Robbie. I don't know why that reminded me of that. I feel like a lot of their dialogue is like up on a dam and they're just saying shit like that. Dude, have you seen that movie, Too Young to Die? No. We saw it at the Castro. It was a Midnight for Maniacs double feature. I think they showed that. If with- you saw it actually at midnight, then definitely. No, no. Well, I don't think that. It's not, something, it's not Too Young to Die. It's um, Too Old to Rock. <laughs> <laughs> If it's too loud, you're too old. That's my favorite saying. Ooh, just cause. I'm gonna I can't stop looking at this screen catching some bangers. Just cause is pretty good. Sean Connery. So I think I have a few left. Never too young to die. <laughs> Sorry, Clark. Never wait, what never is too that? young to what die. What is never too young to die? Oh, is that what you're talking about? Dean Simmons. Oh, okay. Uncle Jesse. I, I want you to see just a little bit of it, Clark. Yeah, I think you'd really like that movie. It is it's kind of what a lot of horror movies are trying to parody like the zany eighties, but like this is authentically that. Oh, you told me about this years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, out here they showed it at the Castro theater and it was in a double feature with big trouble in little China. Oh, it was a magical night. Yeah. And we got a Robert England in there. Look at little yeah. Robert England playing against Gene Simmons. In, who uh, Randy drag. notified us they got his uh, coronavirus vaccine. He was yeah. the first one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He got... See, so he keep... Randy told you we'd tie it all together. <laughs> <laughs> he told us that like two weeks ago. He They're probably like, got oh, his second did. one by now. Yeah, he's already <laughs> gotten the second one. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Um, what the hell um, are we talking who is, about? Who is Vanity? Oh, Vanity is, uh, I think it's the girl that um, is the love interest or is that in that was movie. just Or is that just an adjective they wanted to put after John Stamos? No, it's her. <laughs> she's, um, yeah, she's the the love interest for uh, Uncle Jesse. Okay. Congratulations. It's a good movie. Oh, she's no longer with us. Oh, Ooh, oh she at, died. At 57. <laughs> Ooh, she died in Fremont. Ooh, that's, that's a death all of itself. <laughs> was that a joke in a movie we watched last night? What? Dying in Fremont? Fremont. Well, oh, wasn't no, somebody... that was Fresno. Fresno. Oh, Fresno. There we go. Oh, yeah. Fresno <laughs> taken unnecessary heat, as far as I'm concerned. What movie? I think that was uh, Me You Madness. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the client, uh, not great. I'm gonna watch it when I get home. <laughs> it's fine. I I liked Rainmaker the most. The firm, here's the deal with the firm. The firm may be the worst one, but just because of um, 
uh, un untapped potential. I think the firm played. The firm was the biggest feeling movie of these. The firm had an incredible budget, and it was uh, uh, Sidney Pollock directing, and it was it was big, big, big cast. And the whole thing is that it was supposed to be this dark, sinister, uh, of like with this law firm, like they're doing something evil. All they did was represent some mafias in Chicago, <laughs> and the whole. What, was, what did Hal Holbrook do in there? I'm sorry, I just so how Holbrook plays the super bad guy lawyer, mm. but nothing happens with those guys. <laughs> it's super boring. It's a total waste. Um, yeah, but the reason why the firm has stuck in my mind: a, that's a good poster, and b, look at this man. Tom Cruise is a star. You cannot mess with him. Is it before it, or after cocktail? I'm sorry, I'm pulling a chuggy in here. This, oh, this was <laughs> this had to be after cocktail. Firm was I think ninety three. Okay. Yeah, so we are we are oh, fully in. Cocktail's a fucking ripper. I've never seen cocktail. Yeah, he's a bartender, right? He's doing a lot of yeah, flair. Yeah, he gets taken under. Uh, somebody takes him under his wing. It's a little too hot to handle. <laughs> Randy, Whoa. Randy gets it. Randy's a Tom Cruise guy. Also, just to be clear, uh, don't apologize for doing the thing you just uh, coined the chuggy. I love it <laughs> because Clark does it to Randy every episode. Why? Interrupts. <laughs> I can't help it. Randy has a cadence, and if I don't see him on a video, it's hard for me to know when I can get in there. I wow. am a slow talker. <laughs> see, <laughs> I want to interrupt him three times in now, between that sentence. Oksana, can you look up a movie called Night Vision from 1997? I, uh, while Clark was talking about the client, I was going down the director rabbit hole of uh, Never Too Young Williams? to Die. I don't know, but look, can you read the synopsis, Clark? Yeah, Fred Williams. A homicide investigator goes after a media-obsessed serial murderer who videotapes his victim's deaths. Sold. <laughs> I'm going to hunt that down. That's what I'm watching for next week. You got Robert Forster in there, dude. Dude, it, oh. looks, it looks rad. This was the last movie he made. Uh, he Robert made Forster just left us. Never Too Young to Die a couple years prior. Look at that. That is terrible. I oh, know. Man. He's still wearing his hairpiece, too. <laughs> wow. This must have been, this was definitely after Alligator. Dude, I, oh, yeah. Night Vision. Steven, uh, I know you're out there. Uh, check this one out. Here's a lost 90s movie. All right. Uh, Mr. Robert Smith. Oh, gosh. What? I was just trying to think of what movie I should talk about. And I was, I just, because I hate it. Like, now, Robbie, I'm trying to hit. I haven't even committed to 365 movies for this year. Mm -hmm. I've done it before, but I just, I don't know if I'm going to. Have you? I have. B because one summer, I watched 301 Summer. Was that, I, I, yeah. I what didn't is have that? anything else to do. This was back in, in college. Oh. When I was working at the video store. Mm -hmm. And that was all I would do. I imagine, you know, when a lot of people talk about their video store coming up and they're like, now I do a blank or, you know, now I'm Tarantino. I always imagine them being more fun then. Not with you, though. I imagine you were like a little douche. No, he's Am probably hell of I don't know. I, 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 I was more <laughs> douchey then than I am now, I think. Okay. For sure. Like pompous? Um, well. Insecure, so I, I think. Yes. It's uh, okay. 100% for that. Um, I think because. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that came off as no, mean, no, but no, I just. No, 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 no. I think of you working at a video no. store. I'm like, that's the dude you don't want to yeah. get rung up by. Okay. No, no, not so much. Now, you do need to keep in mind a couple things of, of where I was working. 
Mortuary. I was working in a small town in Mississippi at the vi- only video store in town. No, so you knew everybody. So that was the one um, where I managed. I managed in Petal, Mississippi. Mm. And our the clients there had been there. The clients. The people had been coming there for <laughs> years, and they only had one manager there. And when, when she left, and she would, like, give them deals under the table, and they expected all that shit when Clark came to town. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh. Not happening. So that, yeah. So I, I lost some people there, but I, <laughs> there were some people were like, you know, they, all the new releases didn't matter what it was. They were going to watch every new movie that came in. So if we had seven releases, they were like, put a copy side of that for me. If we only got uh, one copy, like it, it would probably ooh. go to Charles Davis. I think that was his. Were name. you putting your hand out? You're like, grease the wheel. No, a bit. but it, it was just, you know, what else am I doing? A couple of peanut M&Ms. <laughs> <I know. laughs> So I did enjoy like giving recommendations to people. I would try to go oh. a little bit, you know, what's a, what's a Clark but little a, recommendation? But a lot of the times it, it didn't work out. I mean, I know you just discovered a racer head. That so. was, yeah, that was, that was around that time. So what the hell were you recommending? Well, it depend on what they were, what they wanted. And like, do you have anything like this movie? Yeah. Things like that. Um, so I, I would always try to understand where they were coming from and then give a recommendation within their wheelhouse. I wasn't one that just like, hey, here's a movie I like. Yeah. I wanted to because even at that, I knew people had their own like little, you know, sectors. Yeah. Eraser Head is on HBO Max. Oh, is it now? Yeah. Oh, I would doubt. Uh, <laughs> all those Turner classics on there. I think they have Elevator to the Gallows, yeah. Ash and, Ashes and Diamonds, like Diabolique, that type of stuff. So I uh, previously, before last week, when we we bring you up every damn episode we record. I listen to the show. I know. And I apologize. I know <laughs> no, you don't want to be associated. Appreciate it. Now, I, I, I wasn't sure if you had seen it, but I, I knew if anybody had watched in Sunk into the Womb prior it had been it would be you and you had seen it right yeah there are so many movies like that really uh, yeah uh, a lot of asian movies like that uh, like i sent you that one uh, nobody knows yeah um nobody and there are several knows. others that none of them are as gnarly as sunk into the womb but like any movie you have to watch kids fend for themselves this one's great because it's the little boy is trying to take care of his brothers and sisters and he creates fun for them. It's like, I'll like I was telling one. you, it's the PG-13 version. Okay. But it is still very, very sad. Let me tell you something right now. Go back to the poster before that. That doesn't look like a very PG-13 poster right there. <laughs> Larry what? Clark. It's a that, young, yeah, yeah, that is Larry Clark uh, pay, K-pop you exploitation. Know how hot it is there? <laughs> you think he I'm wants- from the South, baby. They don't wear shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take off my shirt till I was 27 years old. <laughs> I I think, you know, the way that he's framed, though, it almost looks like a glamour shot, I think, is what you're articulating. Yeah. And um, there's a shit ass mom. <laughs> yeah. So have you seen any of the other films from that director? Takomi Ogata, Did they the sunk into the womb guy. Um, You'd have to pull him up. Yeah. He has the hungry lion body temperature. Never ending blue. I've seen body temperature. How was it? I think it's pretty good. Back in at this time, this was like the um, Netflix disc time. Yeah, yeah. Where I was just going wild, like Pin- Pinocchio, nine sixty four, yep. or like yeah, I see on like bullet uh, bullet ballet. 
the problem Shinya with Sokomoto or whatever the the Netflix disc thing was the turnaround time. DVD.com. And I really, I wish I had they were somebody. In San Jose, though. I know. It's like bam, bam, bam. It was just you. You know how I am with movies. Yeah. You go down through all the the shit that we own. And it's like you uh, odds are I haven't seen it mm-hmm. if you pull it. And that's really because I like to watch movies in like a group setting. And with shit like this, where I'm kind of iffy on the footing already, like I'm not, nobody's really vouching for it that I know. And then if I blind pull that and then I get somebody over and we sit down and it's a fucking dud, then I could potentially lose a film buddy. You know what I mean? Because people get shy after that. And to circle back what I was saying about the reason why I brought up my whole movie list is because I wanted to compare that with Robbie because if there's a movie... Like we reach out to Robbie, 80% chance. I was like, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. So like how many, how many movies a year are you seeing? Do you keep track of everything? Yeah. I do the letterbox thing. Okay. But how it's many- funny. I, I just figured out that I don't really log everything. Like, mm. yeah. Especially indie stuff that I don't feel right. Uh, rating, reviewing, rating low or yeah. Reviewing or something yeah. like that. I just won't put it up. Well, I mean, what Randy, what was your theory on that? You review it. But, like, don't give it a star rating and put a heart. Yeah, he does like that. Yeah, you can give it that heart to just say that you liked it instead of having to rate it. Mm-hmm. Look at Randy giving his heart away. Now, what, what are we articulating, though? Like, do our personal reviews really mean that much? I think it's kind of like, it's also a way of saying, or like a, a way of like, like an embargo thing. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, I've seen this, but you can't see it. So I was. You know, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Sean, Sean Baker uh, doesn't do mm-hmm. any reviews. Okay. He'll just say he saw this movie. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. Respect. I'm so I different. Like I like his comment section every time he yeah. does that. He's like, tell him, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> right well, on. dude, you know, I mean, I review shit, but it's purely from my entertainment perspective. Like, yeah, but I feel like that's fair. I, I understand the whole like, you know, we, we have interviews on here. And if we have a guest on and then it's like, oh, their new movies out. And we're like, oh, I'm not going to review that. That's a thing. I don't. Isn't it condescending to just put a heart? No. Oksana, is this before or after Lars and the Real Girl body temperature? Yeah, Lars and the Real Girl was before. That was like two thousand four. I'm gonna say no. Lars and the Real Girl was around two thousand seven. (laughs) Really? Help her out with the spelling. Two thousand seven. Yeah, baby. Because a video store, babe. What movie is that? You remember Lars and the Real Girl was good. It's pretty Mm -mm. good. I never saw it. It you sounds got, like the PG-13 version of Body Temperature. Oh, okay. Yeah. You got uh, Ryan Gosling, and he's got uh, the full version of the thing that I've got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got like, okay. it That cover reminds me of the movie from um, 2003, Love Object. Have you seen yeah, that? Love, uh, yeah, exactly. They're all in the same ballpark. Okay. What about yeah. 2003, A Space Odyssey? <laughs> that was not very Dude, good. we should watch Love Object. Objects, another one of those uh, early Netflix ones. Oh, just really? Just like uh, Feed. You remember that? Like, I remember Feed. Um, just like feeding the woman on the camera. So Love Object, I have one of those weird, very vivid memories of being in a grocery store and a, a video store had just gone under. Uh, older than that. We went Australian? 2005. <laughs> yeah, they went down under. <laughs> um and it was across the way and all of their like indie shit that they couldn't just easily liquidate made its way into the grocery aisle. <laughs> and I was like, love object. Oh, I'll, I'll take a shot at that. 
I don't. Yeah, no, it's fucking good. Oh, that guy. That's guy. That's the guy from uh, Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's cool guy from Dexter. Yeah, what the hell's his name? Cool guy. Desmond Harrington. Oh, Rip Torn. Udo Kier. Oh, bro. Rip Torn. You continue to to bury the I lead, you, on man. This Michael thing. Pena. I'm not. I'm not the best with uh. Pena? Oh, dude, we got Scientologist in here. Dude. <laughs> Come on. Well, Rip Torn was uh, the first QAnon guy, too. So we got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that broke the story. He might have been, dude. He Rip Torn that story open. That's why we're not getting any more Q drops because it died with Rip Torn, <laughs> man. Yeah. We should watch uh, Love Object. I always thought, I think I like Love Object more than May. I don't know. Mm. I have to rewatch it. What about I remember, June? You know, at the time, I used to try to always have a different opinion. Snake of June. I mean, I get the Snake of June. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I always want to have a different opinion. That's why I, I chose Wishmaster as my favorite slasher, which is clearly a terrible choice. That piano kill, though. Dude, they had a mace in that first movie. If you have piano wires killing somebody, that's your movie's good. <laughs> <laughs> How to? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, I watched a video Wishmaster. where this Danish guy uh, restrung a piano with all fishing wire. And how'd that work? And by the time it got well, <laughs> by the time he was able to rewire everything, which took him about 40 hours. Was that right? Russ? Oh God. Yeah. Oh wow. I it was know. already out of tune. Oh nice. Yeah. I bet it sounded sick. Though. I bet it, it sounded, sounded like weird. score from ravenous. It sounded just kind of <laughs> muted. Yeah. It didn't sound. The, the problem was, I think that the tension gauge was too brutal and it kept detuning the thing. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Have you seen feed? No, I haven't. It's I know that movie. cover from um, my Suncoast yeah, <laughs> expeditions. Exactly. Yeah, but that's when it would have come out, like around like Undead and the Spirit Brothers and like a cyber suicide plug. Wait, go back. It I wanna, came out under the same label as uh, Suicide Club, and um, I remember when that came out. Cybercrime investigator tracks a man suspected of force feeding women to death. Fuck, maybe I have seen it. It gets sloppy. It's not a bad way to go. Yeah, I, I really... They're having a good time. Yeah. I mean, fuck, if he would have just waited a decade, he could have had a hit YouTube channel. I mean, as long as they're not feeding me, you know, meatloaf and beets, I'm fine No, it'd just it. be waffles for you. <laughs> Can we go today? Is there vacancy now? Waffle and uh, Diet Mountain Dew. Let me tell you something. My, 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 both my Diet Mountain Dew and my waffle consumption has taken a slight dip. Thank you very much. Why? Despite yesterday. Look at this well, I'm running low on mix. Oh God, I'm low on mix. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I can't. I gotta do get it. more. You, you eat a lot of waffles. Let me tell you something. It's easy, baby, and they're delicious. They smelled hella good. Yeah. they're nutritious. Yeah. Are they? Not really. My God. Yeah, Suicide Club. Fucking. Uh, All right, dude. Have you Denzel. seen Suicide Club? No, but I love Suicide Squad. Is it the same thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, I have seen Suicide Club. I I own it actually. Damn, man, <sighs> Robbie, it's okay. Can I talk briefly about the script you wrote that I read? I won't oh, go yeah. too much yeah, into yeah. it because you wrote a script about suicide, and I don't think I've ever read anything that really. Oh man, I've been listening to a lot of controversial podcasts. Here we go. Lately. Uh, <laughs> And I've heard the overlook hour. <laughs> no, and I've I've heard some pretty good arguments for um assisted, you know, death. And uh just like 
kind of the moral conundry or like whose place is conundry conundrum <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you don't let me go i'm not gonna let you slide either brother <laughs> i'm lost in thought okay here uh let me try and articulate you know it's like who are you to tell somebody that they can't take their own life is the argument i'm hearing more and more and i think robbie your script has made the best point for it like i don't know it's really good i'm fucking oh, excited for that thing yeah, I'm excited to make it as well. Do you, I want to talk about it more, but it just came up to, naturally. Yeah. Well, now I, I think that every, uh, part of the reason why you hear Robbie is that you know this is goodbye for now, as you were leaving the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, going boo. over to Massachusetts. Now you need to know a couple things, Robbie. First of all, for a solid half a year, I thought you were moving to Maine because Russell doesn't know the difference between Massachusetts. That's and Maine. not incorrect. Uh, Yo, you were going to Maine. That's the end game. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay, going. Russell. Then the joke still works. I apologize. <laughs> you hear his joke? No, no. Oh, then the joke does still work. Go I ahead said, say it. I said, you go ahead and make, you make one Stephen King adaptation. You got to move straight to me. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> and I didn't want to correct you because it's good. I knew he was going to Massachusetts. So, so, what's, so where in Massachusetts are we going? Northeastern. Northeastern Massachusetts. My mom lives there. I haven't lived close to her in really long time so how long has she been up there um 17 years it's beautiful country it's gorgeous i had uh my cousin lives up there now he lives in the greater boston area and i was there for a wedding and um got during hor- the summer horribly drunk uh fall oh, okay falls the big creek oh yeah over there big big touristy right mm. there. But, no it's it's beautiful country i think it's beautiful people and uh yeah i got no problem with messages i love it yeah. so you're approving yeah. All right. Clark approves. You can go. In Maine, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> you guys should come out. I go, I go totally sailing. want to. And it bums me out because again, you're only you're only in the East Bay right now. Mm-hmm. But that bridge feels too far to cross. I don't know why. Both physical. And it's fucking lame. And that's why Randy stopped showing up. We thought it was for COVID, but well, that's I mean that's a huge thing too. <laughs> yeah. I don't like driving across water. I know. Dude, the other bridge, the San Mateo Bridge. Yeah. It it looks you're just waiting for a kaiju to come out of that <laughs> fucking water. Dude, yeah. Especially when you you either go up or down the big incline yeah. there, the big hump. And then if you're on stop and go traffic, yeah. It's like we shouldn't have built this bridge. You're like, humans made a mistake. We're going under. <laughs> and I don't know, man. It's the East Bay. It feels so far away. And I was thinking about it. Aaron like, Lewis said it best. Oddly, we'll probably see you more when you move to the other side of the coast. Yeah, maybe. The other yeah. coast. Yeah, because if you ever stop into like Philadelphia again or anything like that, it's just a couple hours away. Yeah, whatever travel turns into in the future. I'll tell you what, though. That that straight shot flight is rough. Oh, yeah, I know. But that's part of the reason why I want to do it. I want to get over the plane thing really what bad. What is your plane problem? I don't like being in the air. Oh, I freak the fuck out. That's crazy. You have no decision, though. Like, yeah. I have no choice. I think it's a control so issue. It is 100% honestly. a control issue. Yeah recycled air that that always gets me breathing a little weird it's like i'm breathing this oh don't tell me that i never thought about no but it's better for covid (laughs) that's why they're saying that's uh there's not a whole bit they haven't traced a whole lot of covid transactions on planes all right fauci thanks for showing up (laughs) fauci (laughs) no but i really do i want to get over this shit and i know the best way to do it's just fly more Till I'm drained of energy and I don't care. Now, see, anymore. my problem with flying is everything when I'm not in the air. I know, and I feel like we've talked about this I'm so much on this. Good in the air. 
love the air. I fucking hate the air. I live in the air, baby. And I hate fly- I hate heights. Yeah. I'm terrified of heights. Dallas fucked me, man. When I hit that air pocket, it was like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> I hit that air pocket. I'm like, I'm done. What I don't like is <laughs> when I'm in the air and I'm in a plane and I can see other people in another plane in the air at the same time. Don't care for that. Well, did you hear about the guy in the jetpack? What? Remember when I was doing the morning <laughs> the guy zoo who thing? Died? There was a guy in a jetpack who was flying over um uh airport and they kept seeing him and you there's uh you know recordings of the air traffic control guy like there's a dude in the jetpack you have to be careful. Like fl- yeah, look. It turned out it was a drone that was supposed to look like a dude in a jetpack. Oh, dude. But they were flying it like over an airport. And planes were like freaking the fuck out because it's commercial isn't, airline. Isn't that a the felony? Oh, that's a federal offense. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, you can't fuck with that. It's also an offense in Grand Theft Auto. But everybody <laughs> thought it was really a dude, and it happened multiple well, times. I mean, how are you not? It yeah. looks like a dude. Yeah, <laughs> dude looks like a lady. <laughs> Before when she was uh, googling it, it, it came up with San Andreas. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it. it's my favorite thing. Go to the uh, Los Santos International Airport, jack a plane, and just let the good times roll, brother. Yeah, I don't know. Fly to the casino. You got to play Cyberpunk. I'm never. I will never play Cyberpunk. It's great Watching game. you play it, that's I can't. I I can do three minutes a day. You know, Clark nailed it though. He said it's Grand Theft Auto without the comedy. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, you're you're pretty much right. It is it's more serious in tone all the yeah, way through. And that's I can't do that because now I will tell you this. I have I have uh walked into a more intimate relationship with Grand Theft Auto than I ever thought I would with the online campaign. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of stuck in this trap playing it every day. Uh but I think I'm I'm starting to lose interest because every day I go in there I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's so exhausting. I'm tired of having to run from people who are just out to kill me. I don't want to be on the defense. Does it be hunted or be the hunter? And these people, have, they've got millions of dollars in their bank account. I spend all mine at the casino. Yeah. I, I have a gambling addiction on this game. <laughs> all I do is go and try to steal an airplane to go to the casino and then lose all my money. Yeah, it's really lame. And then, and then But if I see a person, I, they're dead. <laughs> they're dead because it, they're coming for me so I'm going for them how do you know <laughs> that, because I, I it's paranoia anytime I see another gamer you're gone because yeah. you're coming for me that's how it works but these people they come in with their armored vehicles and they will just hunt me they'll kill me like six times in a row and then then an option after you're killed once tw- after you're killed twice by the same person they'll say do you want to be ghosted so they can't see you a, that doesn't work. And B, that's a bitch move. So <laughs> C, just keep fighting. That's what you got to do. I'm about sick of GTA. Tell you this today. I, I've i walked. He'll, he'll have his door open. And I've walked in there. And it's just him gambling in GTA with a dude with like a 10-gallon hat on. I'm like, what the fuck? Is okay, first of all, it's a trilby. Second of all... <laughs> Let me explain something to you right now. I do you know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars I've won at that casino? Really? Because what <laughs> What's I'll your do, game? What I, here's dude. The key, what they did with GTA Casino is great. Do not go to the card room. Oh. Don't do it. 
you you'll have a good streak there, but they will always fuck you with blackjack, and they will always fuck you with roulette. But if you're smart, Uh-oh. you can get away at the horse races. Oh, so I go to the track, baby. Oh my! God. And what I'll do <laughs> is that I'll put a ten thousand dollar bet on a long shot. I'll put ten thousand dollars on a thirty to one. And then they'll get $310,000. That's happened three times. Wow. Wow. Where I've put on a long shot (laughs) and won. Why don't you apply that to real life? I've won won probably three quarters of a million dollars doing that. In real life. Not in real life. I wouldn't be here. (laughs) If I had any money, I would disappear. Where would you go? I would somewhere where I can have, I want to live near a body of water. Thailand. Preferably a river. Okay. Or like, I'll take a lake at this point. Maybe a pond. Depends on how nice Michigan? the pond is. Michigan? <laughs> not a juggalo. I hear you'd kill it in, in Japan. Robbie thinks I would thrive in Japan. I don't think I would have Little anything Buddha. to do with Japan. <laughs> Little Buddha. I was a little Buddha in China. Oh. They love me over there. <laughs> I killed it in China. Speaking of Japan, uh, yeah, you asked what movie I'd watched recently. Yeah. Thirty uh, minutes ago, <laughs> <laughs> the woman in the photographs uh, is a fun movie. I always think of the movie that had, um, and oh it's available through SF Indie Fest right now. It's a not uh, the girl in the photograph. What got me to see it was Randy's uh, woman of the photographs. There it is, twenty twenty. Was Randy's review? Randy and uh, Sam Pierce's was his, is his name Sam Pierce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam's review of. Uh, a lot of people were comparing it to um, Cronenberg. I didn't really feel that, um, but it does have some body horror stuff. Are we talking Daddy Cronenberg or Baby? Uh, neither, really. What do you think to of Possessor? Me, it's more like, yeah, I love Possessor. This is more um, like Shinya Tsukamoto, like um, kind of like uh, Iron Man, Tetsuo. Tetsuo the Iron Man. I understand. But he also has a couple like Nightmare Detective where it's like uh, similar, like, Wound or oh hell yeah! Or if I I guess uh, I would not in my be a skin. Of Can you pull that one up? Uh, in my skins, like dons my poo. I think it is. Uh, dons my poo. Dons my poo. Dons my poo. <laughs> yeah, read it. Look, you, you know about dons. You can't say that on this show. Dons my poo. We're gonna take the poo. Yeah, sorry. So, um, woman in the woman of the photographs kind of reminded me of uh, a less literal dons my poo. Uh. But with a woman of the photographs, it's about a um, a photographer who uh, does a lot of like correction. I, f- I forget what what do they call that? Uh, Randy? Like retouching, I guess. Retouching, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a guy down the street who runs a like a funeral home, and sometimes he'll bring a uh, a photo of a guy in not so great of a photo and he'll bring it to this guy and he'll put the guy in a suit. You know, he'll take his head, float it into a suit, yeah. and like make it look right so that they can use that as his like wake photo. Oh, but another one of the things that happens is a lot of women come in there, um, to get their, uh, faces retouched for matchmaking photos. Weird. That's, I mean, that has to be a real career, right? Yeah. Definitely. I'm sure it's like I booming. Mean, it's so easy to do now with uh, iPhones and things yeah. like that. But in this, yeah, um, homeboy's like, 
a great photographer. Um, you can see on his walls that he's been winning like uh, awards since he was in high school, I think it was. And he's out taking some uh, nature photogra- uh, nature photographs in his like pearl white suit. He looks fantastic. Ooh. He looks like he's straight up like a forest of love. And um, he notices a woman in a tree uh, kind of sleeping, maybe conked out. He's like, oh, um, he's not real, a real sexual guy. You don't really get like a creepy vibe from him. He's more just interested in what's going on. And he comes in just straight up stares at her as oh. she wakes up. <laughs> She's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and she has a very large, apparently she was trying to take a selfie up in a tree and had fallen and uh, got some pretty gnarly gashes and lacerations on her chest as she fell. Um, Ooh, commentary. Yeah. And uh, so (laughs) she goes home with him, and they just somehow spark up a a, a sort of a relationship. Over open wounds? At at the behest of him. Yeah, I mean, because he starts to take photos of her, and he starts to get rid of that scar. Oh. And in, I, I skipped over like, uh, when she's staying with this dude, I don't want to give away too much. Yeah. Don't give away. Yeah. She's staying with this dude. Homegirl keeps coming in there. Another woman keeps coming in to get her, her, uh, photo touched up and they start to have, you know, a female, like a, a oh. feminine dialogue about what this means. And the girl who's getting it touched up she's like, well, it, eventually that becomes me. Like, like the more this guy sees that when he sees me in real life, he's going to project that onto it. Yeah. So it starts getting wild with that, you know, like it's that how like people a, see you yeah. versus how. Well, like you're social. It reminded me of MySpace a lot. Okay. Just like a long, a long time ago, you know, like with MySpace, we were just kind of figuring it out where, you know, different angles could change who you are. Completely. As a person. Completely. Yep. You know, if you took a photo from high up in like a, a well-lit room, it's going to make you look a little better than, f- you know, full on where you can probably see a little more contour. And yeah. Like, you know, things like that. So it reminded me of that. It reminded me of Cam a lot. Oh, but like, love it. Uh, yeah, it's it's really good. And only 10 bucks at a SFB. Now, did it? T- so the thing I love about Cam, and I know you've heard me talk about it on here, was just the dialogue about like, Putting your real identity on the internet. Self. Yeah. Like it. You, you can do it, but don't put your whole shit out there because mm-hmm. it's not yours anymore. Mm-hmm. Is this kind of like the reverse where it's like you can change your real self by putting a bunch of fake out there? No. And I and again, I don't want to give away too much. It's a lot of social media stuff. Oh, um, I love it. I'm in already. So this woman, the woman that in the tree, um, used to be a dancer, and you know, used to get you know say like 2500 likes on an instagram <laughs> post mm-hmm. and now she's getting you know 80 mm. and so she's a lot girl. of the times when she's alone you'll go to shots of her and it's really cool because they do it nice and surreal with like projections of hearts coming out of her phone onto her face and things like that but she'll go and she'll explore these old times and you'll hear like applause you know from yeah from the ether and then she'll get to her other photos and the she'll start speaking to herself just like 
bitch. You are not what you used to be. Oh my God. That's, you know, you want to know something? I always throughout it. I don't know if you noticed the mantis reflection. I didn't notice. Oh, look at uh, there. There's a mantis who deserves high praise. (laughs) Fantastic macro um, mantis shots. Oh, macro mantis. So there's one thing though is like all of the sound. I know this got to Randy. Yeah. The sound is heightened. Okay. So it's it's like Evil Dead 2, only a drama. So it's oh. like, it's like, watch. Yeah. So Russ, don't watch this past 10 p.m., please. <laughs> Put headphones on when you're going to bed. You'll and it fun. doesn't. We've been it. over this. I can't have anything in my body. It doesn't keep it to the horror because there is a little bit of horror in there. Yeah. It doesn't keep horror? it to the grotesque horror. Sorry. Oh. And doesn't keep it to the grotesque. It's It's all the time. So it's just rad. It to me, it it just felt like a macro vision of everything because they do do a lot of macro photography and things like that. But the sound sounded so not oppressive, but it does really come at you. Well, I mean, that's a good way to approach a movie about like the digital world Mm -hmm. because you're you're so keyed into everything, and you know. As from news article headlines to what we like on Instagram, that's kind of the game. Mm-hmm. It's to be like sensory overload to get your attention. I, you sold me. I totally want to watch this movie. Um, Randy, can I get your side of it? Yeah, I dug it quite a bit. The, yeah, the, the only thing that bugged me was was the sound design. Um, yeah, but no, I mean everything you said is um, true. For sure. I agree with all of that. Um, yeah, I texted Russell actually earlier in the week. I don't know if he remembers, but also suggested this to him earlier in the week, too. Did. Yep. That finale, what I mean, yeah, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, that finale really. You better not. Drives because it home. Robbie yeah. also gave us shit for spoiling too many movies on here. So. <laughs> but I like when you spoil Money Plane. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I also feel like, again, sensory overload to get people involved. There are some little movies that would be great if you went into it blind, but nobody will go into it without knowing why it was worth it. I would have never watched this had it not been for Randy and Sam. I know. And that hurts. Because Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alberto. No, because Robbie earlier was talking about how he loved The Empty Man. And he was like, yeah, but I couldn't go off of your review. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. But again, it makes me reevaluate things because I'm like, that movie, people should have watched that damn movie. There's some imagery in that movie that is just. Dude, so good. It's a very bad title. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not The wrong. Empty Man, The Empty Man, Empty Man. I don't, that movie's great. I, uh, there's again, some, there's some jokes in there. When it comes out on Blu ray, <laughs> I'll do a deep dive into it. I'm going to give people enough we time need to it. watch it. It's not out yet. Nah, we hit, needed hit more Steven Rose. Yep. We need more Steven Root. Wait, you saw it on Redbox? You betcha. That's yeah. how I've been seeing, uh, that's how I saw Bloody Hell. Um, Redbox has been doing this thing where they get movies ahead of VOD. So like The Ranger I saw three days before VOD because Redbox had to deal oh. with them. Um, Bloody Hell as well, which was released by the Horror Collective. Um, I think they might have. What did you think of Bloody Hell? I loved it. It's fun. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, man. Not announced and available in deep. 
Yeah, I I forgotten we watched. To that. steal it from Redbox. I know what the it has fuck? no special features on the Redbox disc. Though. Oh, they never do. Yeah. But they they have started though because oh, Bloody Hell has a ton of features. Because a lot there. of times they would have the disc and it would just say rental on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I mean Redbox was the first thing that started uh, killing the video stores. It wasn't yeah. online. Oh really? Yeah, it was Redbox. It was Redbox. Netflix was barely a a blip on the radar because you know streaming was not really a thing no. and the at home thing really like in that area wasn't. Redbox was the big concern because of the price difference. Mm. Dude, I remember the first time I ever streamed a movie off of Netflix and it was like people were over and it was on my laptop and we were like laying on the floor and it was like, this feels like we're wasting our time. Yeah. And I think it was for, um, oh God, Stand Tall 3 or something. Was it, what is oh, that Jesus. movie that The Rock took over? But Walking it was, Tall. Walking Tall. Yeah, Kevin Sorbo was in it. Sorbo? Yeah. yeah. It was one of the sequels. And that's the first thing we ever watched. And it pixelated. No, it was, it, But it, it buffered really well. The original Walking Tall. I, yeah, I've never seen it. I've only seen the Kevin Sorbo one. Oh, yeah, uh, we got... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> He's really popular in the Philippines. Sorbo? Yeah. 73 down there with Joe Don Baker. Joe Don Baker. Fucking man. Dude, when I was in my height of like working out, like it was the only thing I did, uh, one of my coworkers referred to me as Kevin Sorbo. And I was like, good for you. That's your reference? No, but I mean, I was like, that's a weird one to pull out. And then he, you know, a Chuggy did it on the show too, I think. Where he was talking about Sorbo? No, no. Just how big Kevin Sorbo is in the Philippines. That's. Bananas. Oh, I'm sure. It's something about like the rerun TV stuff, I'm and sure like Zena is too. Yeah, oh, yeah. L- Lucy I wonder Wallace. if Jack of all what was that uh, Bruce Campbell one made by the same oh. probably three producers. Burn notice. He was the Jack, Jack of, of Thieves. Trades. Yeah, it was yeah, Jack of Thieves or Jack something. Something. He. It was in the um Jack of all trades. I think. Jack. I think it's Thieves. Dude, Sorbo six foot three. Good for you, buddy. Yep, Jack of all trades. <laughs> oh damn it. I can't see. I can't go toe to toe with Robbie on this stuff. Oh, they actually made a show out of that. You never seen it? No. Oh, it's wild. And I, I remember staying up pretty late to watch like Hercules, <laughs> Xena, yeah. Jack of All Trades. I never knew he got a spinoff. I know that he was um, secondary on both those shows, mm-hmm. and he was good in it. Always flying out of trees. Yep. Damn. What? I gotta look that up. There's no way that's out on DVD, right? Oh yeah. You can probably get it at Big Lots for three bucks. All 22 episodes. Oh, it's on Prime. Oh, are they going to make me watch commercials, though? No, not on Prime. Well, I don't know. They do that IMDb, oh, IMDb TV. TV. Yeah. But it generally would say IMDb. And they're not bad. Especially would say that on oh, IMDb. Oh, Briscoe County Jr. Oh, yep. Damn it. This, this screen is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It You know, works out for me and Clark because we're not directly looking at it. So we can just kind of like pick and choose when we want to look. But. All right. Uh, Russell John, what movie do you want to talk about? Oh, shit. I forgot we were doing that. Before we do um, our breakdown of what we saw yesterday. Uh, oh, God. I watched um, the new Into the Dark to help celebrate Valentine's Day. Into the Dark. And I opened that tab somewhere. <laughs> uh, the movie was called uh, Tentacles. Um, a couple falls head over heels into a new romance and entwine their lives. 
until their intimacy transforms into something terrifying. Now, this is part of, yeah, Into the Dark is dun, the, dun, the dun. seasonal, it's all holiday-related horror, maybe? So, pre-COVID, they were doing, it was kind of like Bloomhouse was making a hour-long horror feature related to the holiday. So, it would be like, you know, they did Christmas So, and Into New the Dark Year's is and, Bloomhouse. I'm pretty sure, right? So, did what is Bloomhouse doing on Prime? What is that deal? I think they just, I think they bought movies and dumped them there. Don't quote me on that because I haven't looked. But when you watch those Prime movies, they look like they were acquired, not Brandy, produced. did you ever watch any of those Prime movies? They're not good. Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't know the titles of any of them. I also haven't seen any of the Into the Dark movies. Um, They're also not great. Yeah, the Bloomhouse yeah, is a company. I was really into them early on when they were kind of like reinventing the model to make a like kind of medium budget horror movie. Yeah. And like a lot of them, they were good and I was pumped. Now I feel like they're overreaching and they're producing a lot and the quality has just across the board taken a dip. They do produce, produce a lot. They produce a lot and they've kind of like cornered that market. And again, I mean, we, we have a podcast and we focus on horror movies mostly and the community is not Grisham. great. And John Grisham. But yeah, I watched Evil Eye on Amazon Prime, and that was oh, no bueno. My mom was bored out of her mind. Yeah. And I'm like... I watched The Lie. Yeah. And you know, when you... Horror fans of a different decade, they can really look past a lot of visual stuff and get into the story if there is one. So like when when you're hanging out with that crowd and they can't hang with it, you know, there's like deep problems in the movie. Um, but anyway, yeah, I watched Tentacles. and everybody's like, it's a psychosexual horror film and <laughs> yeah, it's bro. crazy. And I'll tell you one, not enough tentacles in this movie. You don't fucking call your movie tentacles. And then it's, it's like, what do you think of when you look at that poster? Octopus. That, Octopussy. I no movie wise. Beach house. Uh, the, 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 um, the one with, uh, <laughs> okay. I regret it. You got cat woman in the tub. What lies beneath? Really? <laughs> You're okay. No, it's spring or the beach house or like both those, those movies are, are better. Deep cuts, baby. No, I'm they're talking, not. I'm talking about the everyday Joe workman. There's not one tentacle in. I know. What lies beneath? <laughs> the bathtub. The bathtub. A bathtub. <laughs> a clawfoot bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think a pfeiffer in a tub? No. I'll tell you it's the only thing I remember about that movie. That's I've never seen the movie. Oh, really? No. Why would I need to watch Pfeiffer in the Tub? I'll tell you, the the major impact of that film is the bathtub. And that house is right next to uh I think they have a pier out back. There's too much water in that movie and not enough anything else. In going zero on. tentacles, I've just been told. Zero tentacles. All right. Now in the movie called Tentacles, that looks like the beach house or spring. Now let me tell you something. Those tentacles look terrible. Yeah, they do. But again, <sighs> So we're not talking a huge budget here. I already don't love Hulu. Like, honestly, I am not excited to go to Hulu to watch anything. They have some good movies from time to time. Yeah, but they acquire some good movies. It's it's the branding and the culture. When I go there, it's not a fun time. The interface is also terrible. Yeah, I it's hate terrible it. to navigate. Yeah, I me, you know, I'm an Amazon Prime guy. I'll watch shit that deserves no views on Amazon Prime just because it feels raw and edgy. Hulu feels fucking sterile to me. Netflix feels sterile to me. What's what's an edgy movie you watched on Hulu? The Painted Bird. Yeah. Oof, yeah, yeah. House of Jack, though. I don't agree with 
Sorry, Ren, House that Jack built is on there too, actually. Which one? House that Jack built. Ooh. Yeah, oh, yeah, damn. Yeah. Okay. They, but, they acquire a lot of really cool stuff. Like they have Possessor on there now. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, Hulu. I'm going to reevaluate you. They I, always get stuff where I'm like, oh, shit, really? Like, because I, I always rent it prior. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm, I can't watch this. I've already seen it. But. Yeah, they they always. I'm trying to think of one where it's like, oh, good for you. Hulu. Yeah, the entire series of you know, King of the Hill. Well, okay, uh, nope. and uh, Inside Number Nine. Oh they have, damn! They just they did they just nine. look at Hulu. They get it. All right, here's the thing. I I realize now. Now that we're talking about it, you know what I think I really like is a lot of options. <laughs> if you look at my collection downstairs, yeah. I like a broad. You want to you want to run the Notre Dame box and Amazon. I understand is a bottomless pit of film. And I feel like Hulu, there's a very tight group of movies on there. Mm -hmm. Like you can't scroll for days there. And I guess it's really confronting. It really wants you to pick a movie and watch it. And that's just not who I am. You can scroll for days in them. So I, Oh yeah. I think that's why I love YouTube too. Anyway, tentacles, not as good as either of the movies, any of the movies we've compared it to. It is a, Oh, man. So Tentacles opens with, uh, what's our lead's name? I have this right in front of me, uh, with Tara, who is a girl at, we're introduced as she's waking up in her car, as that's where she lives. And it's oh. like, oh, interesting. And she goes to open houses. And now, sneaks. is this a young lady? Yeah, she's young. 20s? Probably uh, mid-20s. So the moving in the car, what's that about? Just, you know. Well, we don't know. Living life. There's no context given yet. It's pretty okay. common. I know. And Especially now, but again, for sure, into the dark. This is the first movie post COVID that they've released. Mm. They kind of stopped. Oh. Uh, yeah, so this is the first entry back, and uh, we're introduced to the. So is COVID a part of the story? No, bummer. And he here's the thing: we just Kevin need Williams. more COVID. because you brought I it up as well. When does COVID become a part? Like, when do we admit that our reality has changed? So and I am starting to see. COVID portrayed in TV shows that I'm watching. Oh, I fucking it's, hate it's it. It's happened with, and I don't think I'm going to watch it because I let my Showtime uh, membership lapse. So I don't think I, I may watch the final episode of the Brian Cranston uh, limited series called Your Honor, <laughs> which is terrible. Oh, I thought you were going to say 10. It's not good. Like a 10 out of 10. Um, Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, about COVID, COVID. Because he plays a judge and a person in the jury had on a COVID mask. Well, a mask. Yeah. Mm. It was a pig mask. I guess you could use that for it COVID. Was, Saul was not related. <laughs> no, but, you know, because, well, with film, can't you just deny it ever happened? Wouldn't that be fine? Sure, but we're not going to do that. But why can't we? <laughs> because we have to talk about it. Yeah, but I mean, also, I I guess if there were mask wearing in this movie, I almost feel like we're admitting defeat. And it's like a new reality. You know, that thing we love to hear everybody say. The yeah. new normal. Yeah, get it out of here. I hate COVID in movies. Thank you. But Randy really liked that uh, Anne Hathaway well, HBO. Terrible. Randy. <laughs> Randy gets anxious whenever he sees good. people not wearing a mask. Randy, you hated it, right? Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> She was better in Be My Cat. But yeah, Tentacles. Oh, God. What am I going to say about this film? Um, so our lead, she wakes up in a car and she goes to an open house. What kind of car? Uh, I, you're asking the wrong guy. <sighs> a, a hatchback. Bummer. All right. 
Is that's a thing? I'll say Honda Civic. It, it was. A, it looked like something I would drive when I was twenty. So there's not a lot of uh, money. It's probably secondhand. Fifty-five. Uh, my original car. If I got up to fifty-five, the radiator would try to kill me. Hell yeah. So you know, it's one of those deals where all the windows are down and the so you heat literally is all the can't way. drive fifty-five. <laughs> well, I could. The car would just start smoking. Don't tell Sammy. Yeah, and uh, so she goes to open houses and. She sneaks in and, you know, this is her reality. And it's like, that's pretty interesting. The second open house she goes to, uh, romance is kicked off with one of the guys renovating it. And then she she has some cool guy dialogue and um, convinces him to let her re um, reupholster. I don't know. I don't know what the technical term would be, but she's going to go to his parents house that he's trying to put on the market and redress it and get it ready. And they have a romantic relationship. and then. I love style in film. I think it can really make a boring movie worth watching. Sure. The style here is just not genuine. It's almost like echoes of cool shit they saw on other platforms. What? What well, that makes total sense because look at this piece of garbage poster. Yeah. Who signed off on that poster? I don't they're know. like, yeah, that's good. To where it looks like it looks like there's snot coming off her foot that turns into, I guess. It could possibly be translated into a tentacle. It's a tentacle. It's, it's can you things. just spoil it for me real quick? Yeah, I can. I'll I'll, I'll get never there. See this. Um, the thing is, the horror community is different than the regular film community. And yes, we I, all know you're very all, important. No, no, I'm just saying you market to them differently. That's why Walmart will have a wall of like you're girls being special. dragged down a yes, cave. I know. Well, the, the Eddie Langelaire section. What a horror fan is looking for is: is there a monster? Is there going to be gore? Like, these are the things we're asking. So that's telling you, hey, uh, creature feature. And I'm, it's a lie. There is no creature. Um, There's no creature in it. Okay, I guess, what, I, I like that you asked me to spoil it, too. No Possession 81 vibes either? No. Okay, here's the thing. The movie. Oh, God. So they we linger a long time on this drama of, um, there's, there's a montage of these two having sex in sped up single shot fashion. And it is, it's not good. Like clockwork orange. Kind of, except there, it feels like it's been impregnated with a um, computer. Oh. Like, you know, clockwork orange. It's like, you know, I haven't thought about that film in so long. And thinking about that in one shot is pretty cool. Not, yeah. Where they're running around and just doing vile shit. They're like sucking on lollipops, having a threesome. Yeah. In, putting on records. This one is kind of, it's got a different tone. Again, it's loosely put out as the Valentine's Day movie. Mm -hmm. So I think the, I'll spoil this in an indirect way. I think the tentacle is a metaphor for entering a relationship and how baggage from past can uh, impact your whole life in ways you didn't expect. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like an interesting, it's an interesting meditation on what a relationship is, you know, told in a very boring kind of like, this is a horror movie, but that's clearly not what they wanted to make. Mm -hmm. And it, dude, the monster bit. So in the third act, um, again, uh, we watched this movie with Terrell, our good friend, and he loves to try and call out where a movie's going. So I was drinking and I was just like, I'm gonna tell you right now what's happening. I'm like, she's an alien and uh, she's body swapping with people. Ooh. And the problem is that the movie's tentacle mm -hmm. is that the past relationships aren't easily discarded. 
So like in the beginning of the film, when the relationship is new, the first crack that shows up is she gets a phone call. No context for the audience here, which I like. Mm -hmm. She answers it and goes, hello. And it's like, Hey, Lena, seems like you got a nice life. And it sounds like the um, scream voice. Yeah. It's like, Hey, Lena. And and it's like, well, her name's not Lena. She said it was Tara. And we're like, what the, and she's like, don't call here ever again. It hangs up. And it's like, Whoa, what's going on? And it's like, it's, it's her fucking shitty boyfriend from before. This sounds terrible. It's it's really dumb. And it's only, I think it was only an hour long, right? Can you pull that up? E- I don't, Holy it doesn't shit. help. 90 minutes. Oh, it was an hour and a half. Okay, stand corrected. And we were hanging out, like we were drinking. It was a fun time. And this movie really, it it challenged us. Yeah, it was challenging. And whenever you get like a steamy relationship on screen and you got Terrell in the room, it can be a lot of fun. Yeah. He was fucking bored out of his mind. And he was just like, oh, you like this? This is artsy, huh? I'm like, this ain't artsy, This dude. is artsy, Like, huh? there, there were moments where it's like, we have a wide shot, and there's a field. And uh, he pulls up, a lot of parking, gets out of the car, and the girl's there, he's talking. And she's like, I'm leaving. And she turns around and walks all the way across the field. And I just kept thinking, why didn't she park up front? And it's like, well, they were just worried about the shot because they're trying to do shit like it follows or kind of like, you know, suburbia, but like nobody's there. And it's like super dramatic. And the movie's fucking clunky. And there's no tentacles. There's one tentacle. And I'll tell you, when it first shows up, guess what it's penetrating? Penis. <laughs> you got it, Mr. Robbie? Watermelon. An ear. Ew. It's penetrating an ear. I'd rather go to a wiener hole. Uh, when you see how CG it looks, ooh, yeah. So I don't know tentacles. I, it's not good. And Wait, is that Dylan McDermott? All these into the dark movies are straight up garbage. Yeah, there. Well, so for, you know, a couple of the starters like the body was was acceptable. Have you watched them all? I've seen every single one of these motherfuckers except for tentacles. What what was the Christmas one that people love with the like the gremlins kind of thing going on? It had like Tunga or something. What there's like a little oh, oh, Puka. Puka. I didn't say Puka. The sequel to that was pretty fun. Okay. I didn't really like the Nacho Vigalondo one. Okay. The original, but the Puka lives oh, one. Nacho did Puka? Yeah, he did the original. Let me tell you something about Nacho. <laughs> oh, I've said let me said a lot. Let today. me said. Nacho had one good move. <laughs> yeah, time crimes yeah. is very good. Solid as hell. Everything oh, else, I I hated. Colossal. I like his VHS two segment. Oh, the penis monster. Yeah, I didn't like that. Was VHS monster. three? That was, oh, okay. that was viral. Sorry. Yeah, it was, it was one of the better ones in viral. Yeah, it was just yeah. so sounds good as a magician. I was like, oh, okay. Also, I why did you pivot away from my joke? I did that for you, Clark. Mm. It really hurt. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Say again. You said, Take two. Go, uh, set up uh, the nacho thing again. No judgment about nacho. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I only like one of his movies. He only got one good movie. Nacho Libre. I just go. Worth it. Russell knows me. But Russell knows me. He knows that I'm a defender of Nacho Libre. Oh, you mean Despite like. him hating. This is a taco burrito conversation. Nachos. Yeah. <laughs> You fucking dick. (laughs) Okay, are we going to pivot into our magical night now? All right. 
as I said, Randy came over around two thirty. <laughs> <laughs> we watched some street beefs. We ordered four pizzas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the pizza situation was very confusing. That's why I abstained from. The, I don't know what was going on. I figured situation. you would. Well, I did. Oksana was like, "Hey, do you want to get in on this?" I was like, "What's happening?" <laughs> well, we've ordered four pizzas. Okay, end of conversation. Well, the thing was, do you want to order something? Well, I didn't from know. If pizza I, I was like, everybody's ordering their own pizza. You know, I didn't realize that either until yeah. it happened. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, and yeah, we got the pizza situated. And I honestly did not know we were all within a hundred mile radius of a, a pizza hut. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, DoorDash and Grubhub kind of changed the climate for that shit. Because I think we probably would have ordered from there. But I directly, who does that? Like, they, Robbie came in and changed the game. Did Pizza Hut, did, are they still committed to the Wing Street thing or did that die? Wing Street? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. It sounds like a rough so for street. for a while, Pizza Sing Hut, Street, uh, pizza, <laughs> Sing Street is a home Fantastic. run. Home run. Uh, pizza Hut tried to get away from Pizza Hut, so they started to call themselves the Hut. And then they were like, <laughs> "Good choice." it's the Hut slash Wing Street. So what? did the Wing Street thing die? Yeah, because they were trying to really push hard on wings. Uh, Wing Street is an American restaurant chain specializing in chicken. The restaurant chain is owned by Yum Brands. Yeah, Yum Brands, which is Pizza Hut, KFC, Taco Bell. Randy, what's the Taco Bell. Oh. Randy, did you have that pulled up? No, I just know about it because Doughboys talk about Yum Brands all oh. the time. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know about Yum Brands, dude. I don't know Yum Brands. I, I had no idea it existed. You didn't know Yan can cook. Because that's not a thing. People it is care a about. thing. People care. Yan can cook. Yan can cook too. Yan can cook. You you did miss out us bringing Robbie to a total wine. Was it total wine? Yeah. The kid in the candy store over here. Biggest beer selection I've ever seen. <laughs> it's very good beer selection. I could have spent an hour in there for sure. Dude, it's fucking great. And we came back with a bunch of uh pretentious IPAs and some hams. Which also, also, I, I love how you got a kick of, I saw one of the cans that said it was from Hen House Brewery. And I was like, oh, I've been there. You're like, yeah, I'm sure you have. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just gave me that, yeah, you pretentious little bitch. Yeah. You say that all the time. What are you talking about? I, it's literally across the street from Lagunitas. Yeah. They've got a satellite brewery directly across the street from Lagunitas in Petaluma. California. Have you been to the Lagunitas compound? Yeah. It's very nice. It's, it's they've cool. got a whole little setup there. They have like a Coliseum. Uh, yeah, a little amphitheater area. thing. Oh. Yeah. Amphitheater. It's cool. that's yeah, better, it's cool. And uh, I'll tell you this, a lot of outdoor seating at Lagunitas, so they were ahead of the game. Are they paying dogs. you for this? I, I, your I like, <laughs> I'll tell you this, I'm not the biggest fan of, of their brand. I am a fan of their brand. Their, their beer's no, I yeah. like their marketing. They're very smart with their marketing. They're very smart with their growth model. However, their beer is lower end what for me because it's fuck? too hop forward. It's very hot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. No, it, it, look, I respect logging it as much as I can. It's just for me personally with my palate, it's a little too hoppy for me. So, um, yeah, what the it. fuck just happened? Henhouse does play a little. <laughs> More to your taste. Too. I, yeah, they've Hen got House, the porters. They've got the Hen House has a nice saison. I tried. Mm. I, I love a saison. That's a French country ale. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. Generally brewed with God. Coriander. They're you like really this? like spicy. They're pretty good. Yeah, saisons are like very like Christmassy ales to me. Yeah, they can be. They they can also be a little sweet too. Uh, that that brewery that makes uh, North Coast that makes uh, Old Rasputin. 
they have a saison that tastes like bubble gum. Oh, and it's called La Merle. It's foul. <laughs> it's not my favorite. 21st Amendment has a really good one called uh, Fireside Chat. Yep. I like Fireside Chat. You know what I used to drink a lot of? Crow's Foot. <laughs> it's a crow, you know, that whiskey. And I put in Purple Powerade. Well, Fireside Chat. This is who you're talking to. Fireside Chat's Gross. not a, um, <laughs> Fireside Chat's not the Saison. The Saison that they do, I think it's called Sneak Attack. Because Saison is typically a uh, a spring slash summer ale, but they would release it dead winter. That's why they called it sneak. Going to cut your mic. Twenty first moon is great too. I like that. Yeah, they're good. Everything's cool. in cans. Get him, you started this. Get them to pay for a segment, and then uh, I'll lean into it. Your rules. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. So the first movie we there watched, you go. Uh, Robbie was talking about uh, again. The whole point was that Robbie come over. Now, Robbie, you were able to manage Randy's uh, what <laughs> coming over here as well, right? Well, I just thought it would be fun if he came. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I've been trying to hang out with Randy for a while. It's true. We talked about getting beers in a park, and then we never did it. We've seen Randy once in a year. <laughs> and we talk to him every week And he only came over because another guest Asked him to come he over He only came over because a little Jew broad from New York Came over <laughs> oh, Here's the thing You know I think it would be fun to hang out with Randy too I even, I'd like to have him be a part of the show And like in the room And uh, we can't seem to manage that Randy we just We just miss you and we love you Yeah I get it I just, you know, <laughs> I'll do it every once in a while But like you know Not trying to do it every week it's dangerous. Uh, Got to get that vax, bro. <laughs> the Clark's well, Randy, getting there. You're, you'll get that vaccination this time in three years at this rate <laughs> of what California's doing. Yeah, probably. You don't, to, you don't have to go to Levi Stadium to get it. <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, so how did this start? But basically, like we, we get Robbie over here because we trust Robbie and we know Robbie and Robbie watches everything. So... Robbie's sort of, uh, we, we let Robbie be the Sherpa to the, the movie mountaintop of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so Russell, he's like, Robbie, what's something on the radar? What is something? So you named a couple suggestions that are uh, sort of uh, steeped in controversy. Is mm -hmm. that the best way to yeah. describe this? So, yeah, I, I, I was surfing Letterboxd, and I know that they... You know, you guys reviewed uh, cuties and things like that. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, what should I? Because we do hard-hitting news. <laughs> <laughs> I was surfing Letterboxd, and I kept uh, seeing people give uh, Sia's music uh, half a star. Uh, so that was one I brought to the table. We did not watch that, but another one that I had seen it got vetoed. Um, getting uh, beat down was uh, You, Me, Madness, correct? Yeah. Me, me, you, madness. Me, you, madness. Um, directed, written, and starring Louise Litton, who is married to the former uh, treasurer of state uh, under uh, 45. So people are not happy about it because it is um, kind of a, an American psycho clone where this uh, richer, uh, very attractive, buttless woman uh, <laughs> talks to the camera. 80s uh 80s students play and she you know talks about murder and winks and breaks the fourth wall yeah 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 it's it's pretty upfront about i mean they literally address the uh american psycho very bit. early mm -hmm. yeah 
Look at that behind the scenes shot. Is that your boy? What? This eye's looking this way. <laughs> and this eye is looking at St. Louis. <laughs> so now, what did everybody think about that film? Me, you, and Madness. I thought the story that you came in with, I had to see it no matter what. And I, looking at the poster and everything, I don't know if I would have watched it otherwise. Yeah, me either. If I, if I'd have seen that one. Yeah. Is that a butter knife? <laughs> yeah. Well, also, I think that's kind of like a throwback to like, like that reminds me of like nineties movies. Oh, like it reminds 100%. me of Mr. And Mrs. Smith, Smith. go to Washington. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. What'd you think of it, Clark? She's fantastic. Yeah, mm -hmm. she's great. She carries the movie. The movie is her. I mean, she wrote, directed, starred, the whole thing. Also, we learned after the fact, our boy Travis Z did the production design on this Yeah. Role. And if you follow him on Instagram, dude, he posts a lot of videos of when he's like, like he'll time lapse a room that he's like dressing up or dolling down. And yeah, dude, he does fucking great work alone. And it, uh, yeah, I don't, this movie, I'm not surprised he did. Uh, he worked on it. I again, we were talking. He made a lens face movie for a three, and some of the footage we're like, is it in that mansion? Location, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah, because it looked very new agey sort of vibe. What also looked like, how the fuck did he get in that mansion? Because it was very mm. contemporary. Well, Travis is a you know he's out there, baby. Oh, he he's wheeling and dealing. Yeah. Now beyond the set design and the great performance. Uh, Plus, he's trying to save every puppy in Los Angeles County. So, like, he, he's got all the connections. He did push hard for you to adopt a dog. I almost adopted a three-legged <laughs> dog from him. Yeah, that's not a joke. I think Ste it's wild that they build Ed Westwick and Louise Linton here. No, what is he a in? Player. He's a gossip girl. Oh. He's a gossip girl. He's a gossip girl? I, I don't think he's one gossip. of the gossip girls. He's in Children of Men. Is he? Really? S. Darko? Oh, he's an S. Darko. S. Darko. <laughs> Why y'all hating on S. Darko, dude? Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, I also did not like it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but okay. Now with this film, man. Oh God, there, this movie embodies mostly what I hate in cinema. I hate breaking the fourth wall. Winky. I hate cute. Yeah, winky. Winky whoops. I wink. Yeah, I hate it when it's being extra cute. When um. When they're doing like the, oh, we're, oh, what's a good way to articulate when a horror movie is too cool to be a horror movie? Not, not like A24, like we're being highbrow and we're like overthinking it. Yeah. But kind of like, we know this is a horror movie, so we're going to skip that moment. We're going to do a body gag where like there's, you know, we'll laugh at it together because we know this moment. Tucker and Dale versus A. Like she's got a little monologue about uh, how there are so many Leatherface movies. Like oh, Texas, Chainsaws. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw. And it's like. Yeah. But there, of all the franchises, really, there aren't a lot of those. No. Yeah. Well, I'm extended. I'm thinking on it now. There are kind of a few. Do they even bring up pieces? No. I didn't see that on the list. No. Is that Texas Chainsaw related? No, but she was she was uh, referring to chainsaws. Chainsaws. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Before she pulled up a crossbow. But but that's the, <laughs> that was the second instant in the film where there was um, a list. The first one was guns. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. again, comparing it to American Psycho, I think, uh, you know, American Psycho was a great look at like brand worship in the 80s and kind of like materialism, where this movie, I think it 
felt like it was doing more of a like feminist narrative and like a strong female lead kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Except I don't feel like it really fleshed that out. Like it's the end of the movie kind of is the reverse of that. Honestly, where, you know, I mean, I don't want to ruin this movie. This just came out, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I don't know. The Trump shit, though, that seems so unfounded. Weren't you saying people were like, this is her in real life? You know, if you, yeah, if you read some of those really stupid uh, letterbox comments of people that have not even read it. Yeah. Um, and I hate this guy. To call this a vanity project is an insult to vanity projects. Okay, Frank, have you ever... <laughs> do you know what vanity is? Like, Dude. Frank Shrek. A female version of American Psycho shot like a car commercial. Ooh, are we roasting tomatoes right yeah, now? Here we go. This is that segment... Uh, our former third chair, right, Justin I'll do, I'll, do, I'll do it in the voice of Rodney Dangerville. Okay. I tell you, it's an Eagle Drish production that doesn't become the violent cartoon it wants to be, I tell you. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, there's madness all right here, but I almost went uh, ape shit, bad watching it. Hey. Oh. I had to fill in the blanks there. Uh, caption. <laughs> you know, is horror the only genre that gets this shit where you can tell somebody's just like shitting on a movie that they haven't watched? No, I'm sure you... I mean, that's not what happened. I don't think that's happen- what happens with uh, with Tomatoes unless you're Rex Reed. Because <laughs> like, that fool does not watch the whole movie. If that's the correct. That's that's the right fellow, right? Like, you'd be, you know who, who Rex, Rex Reed is. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I know who Riley Reed. Um, he's a, <laughs> She's an actress. He's a uh, film critic that's been doing it for a long time. Kind of conservative. Pull him up. Rex Reed. I want Clark to look at him. I think uh, I want you to. Look oh, you at mean him. you mean T Rex Reed? T Rex Reed. <laughs> yeah, Dude, he looked kind of looks like Joe Don Baker. <laughs> Dude, or Brian Dennehy. He looks like a guy that would hate horror movies. Look He'd probably jerk nose. off to the nudie scenes and then turn it off. <laughs> you could double part two Cadillacs on that nose, baby. Look at that thing. Yeah, I don't know, Randy. What did you think of the film? I mean, I, if I was watching it by myself, I probably would have turned it off like 15 minutes in. But yeah. it was f- like fun watching it with you guys and having a couple of drinks. It was, uh, I don't know, it was fine. I mean, I can't say I'd like recommend it to anybody I know, really. But <laughs> I mean, unless you had like, you know, same situation, you want to kind of like laugh at it and get drunk with your friends. Now, you know, one of my problems is we open up in that movie and she's in a corporate setting. Like, she's at work. Yeah. And it feels like it's going to be a big movie. She drives home. She gets to her house and we're like, whoa, uh, y'all rented that for this film? And uh, there's a lot of that in here. Except by the third act, it feels really small. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels like it turned into one of those, we only have one location. It did. It did. And I, I really wanted to see, like, a tour de force with this character. Very weird house, too. Yeah, and also her relationship with the lead was kind of like the least interesting part, I thought. And they really, that was the the crux of the movie, apparently. I didn't love him. Yeah. I really liked her. I really liked her. And I, I thought that she stayed true throughout the whole thing. I never really lost my interest with what she was doing, even though you know exactly where the movie's headed. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't go in any directions where we didn't think it was. That's a fantastic screenshot. Yeah. We, we always knew it was going to be the love story that, you know, and they were going to get together, but I think the end gets way too happy with itself. Well, the end was so upsetting. <laughs> yeah. The end is the, again, it ruined. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't imagine, or I can't see a path of talking about the ending without ruining it. And I think it's worth watching for people. I wouldn't recommend it. Now, there were a couple things really bothered me with this thing. One is that she had a garage that you couldn't access the cars through the garage. So you had to break down the cars, <laughs> rebuild the cars in the garage, and they just sit there. This is not a thing that happens well, hold on. with actual engines because you got to keep these cars running. If you don't keep these running, then they're going to stall and then they're going to be worthless. So that was dumb. Well, she also said they had no mileage on them. Yeah. Which even if you buy it new from a dealer, there's like a mile on You have it. to have something. And on we're it. nitpicking here. The thing I liked about have this movie. Have you ever movie, bought a brand new car? You no. need to break it in a little bit. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you the model car I'm driving right now. <laughs> the Toyota Corolla. Thank yes. you. I'll forget that in five minutes. Um, the thing is, this movie does a great job of pointing at you know bringing in the elephant in the room, like they did with the American Psycho bit. Like they address that right off the bat, and they kind of like leave the audience of like carrying that. Now, when they're in that room and all the cars are in there, and they're, he's like, "How'd you get them in here?" I didn't even fucking notice that. Did you like, were you looking around and going like, oh, there's no garage door? Of course. You did. I'm, let me tell you something. I was like a hawk. No, you didn't. <laughs> did you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't cross <laughs> my mind at all. That's the best answer. No. And, but look at that ceiling. I love the line. They, I guess they didn't have any vision of what the audience would be doing while watching this movie. And the dialogue there just gets kind of like muddy because they didn't need that dialogue. I wasn't thinking that. It's all so cartoonish that yeah. I stopped paying attention to things like that. It was more about the dance, both both verbally and uh, physically, to me at one point. Where especially when they started bringing out the literally loon, like the the Looney Tune sounds, like yep. boing, boing, boing. yeah, yeah, <laughs> which. Also- yeah, the the other big thing that bothered me is the nonstop montages with. Very popular songs. Well, how many times? Five times in this movie? That's the trailer (laughs) picture. Now, one of the things, the tone really gets fucking, the jokes run out. That's what it is. Because the montage thing worked like once and twice. And then you get five more of them. And you're like, yeah, I get it. And it felt like they were kind of going for that, like, it's not funny, but now it's funny again. Mm -hmm. And it never, it never happens. I don't know. I, I wish I had more constructive. There, but I'll tell you say. this though, I there's charm in this movie. There is charm. You yeah. can't deny her. Yeah, no. you cannot. So, uh, like, I I think I gave it three stars because yeah, when it annoyed me, it really annoyed me. Well, also, there's no reason her character should even be likable in any way. Yeah, and she totally brought a she's, bunch of charisma to that role. Fantastic. Yeah. She was really good. She's pretty much a, the counterbalance to everything that didn't work in this film. Yeah. Is that, um, I go up this uh, just a smidge. Is that Jason Biggs? Oh, there's, there's JB reviewing the movie. <laughs> was Jason Biggs in that movie? Oh, with Ed Weston. I think he was with the other guys. So. Oh, okay. Oh, no. No, Ed Weston, Louise Linton. No, why is Jason Biggs? There? Did he, uh, produce it? I think. It's clickbait. <laughs> and we yeah. Just a picture. Hey, yeah. Jason Biggs will give me a click anything. Oh. All right. You want to move it on? Okay. So that was the first movie. Then after a brief intermission. Also, I think we should address why we didn't watch music. We were all pumped and we're like, see ya, music. Let's do it. And then we looked at the runtime and everybody ran. It was like two hours. It was like over two hours, I think. No, it was an hour and uh, 48 minutes. Oh. 
<laughs> now I feel kind of bad. Extra eighteen. <laughs> that extra eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Kate Hudson's got to earn it. I, I would like to watch it though. Robbie kind of sold me on it. So after a brief intermission, which included me making uh, waffles, <laughs> uh, went back and we started Willie's Wonderland. Which, if you were listening to this very program, which means you're hearing me, <laughs> Willie's Wonderland is a night. 1999 rental. And I'll tell you this. So I was right. Just to, you know, set the record straight. Willie's Wonderland. You could not fathom that movie be renting at $20. And I called it out. 2020 isn't over yet. (laughs) (laughs) That made it off somebody's computer. Yeah, but you know, I bet that would really track well on TikTok. (laughs) That's a good poster. That's not a good poster. I, I like that poster. I could make that so fast. <laughs> yeah, but you're a talented artist. Not in Photoshop. <laughs> Long story short, Willie's Wonderland, four and a half stars, baby. For real? I loved it. It was okay. fun. I I had very low expectations. Mm. And when I mean very low, I mean the lowest of low. Because I, I watch I watch most of these uh Nick Cage movies. Now, you know, I, I, and I think the quality varies a lot, but I, I'm a defender to a certain degree. Like, I enjoyed Primal, and I think I may be the only person who enjoyed Primal. Can you uh, read? I had a good time with it. It's Under Siege with zoo animals. It's great. The Can, bad guy was pretty good. I forget what that guy's name is from Lost. Yes. He's... Not to tangent. He can only Primal. be No, no, you're good. Guy, right? What is Primal? And I'll tell you this. You know, he would play a good Elon Musk. He was in a really good, yeah. He'd be a great. He was in a good. uh, Dark was the night. I think it was. It was. He was a cop. um, Oh yeah, it was like a forest set horror movie. He was also the uh, owner of the Los Angeles Rams in the HBO uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson led series Ballers. Oh nice, dude. Y'all mentioned Primal. I fucking forgot Clark was watching that movie around me. I was thinking of um, what is that movie with Bigfoot? But he's in bark armor. Did you see that, Robbie? <laughs> no. That sounds like a favor dream you had. The movie I willingly watched was uh, the Sam Elliott one. That was really good. No. The man who killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. 2018. Yeah, oh, I did it? not. Yeah, Robbie yeah. liked it. I loved it. Well, you should have heard the intro because then you would have fucking hated it. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called, Um, don't look up the man who killed Bigfoot, boo. Look up Primal Rage 2018. I'll tell you right now, it made me cry. Really? This thing? Straight up. This hunk of shit made you cry? <laughs> when they got hey. to Bigfoot and they were like holding each other, like all emaciated and shit like that. I was like, I liked oh, Bigfoot in that movie. The Bigfoot was the best part of that movie. Now, Bigfoot in this movie, that's a that's a fucking Bigfoot oh, movie. Primal Rage. Primal Rage. No, Not Primal Fear. Go through. Go yeah, through. I was thinking- <laughs> Can we get, can we get, oh, that's a Bigfoot. Keep going. But the thing is, he wears bark armor when he first shows up. Hell yeah. And it is fucking like Predator in the way that everybody's wanted since Predator. The problem is, uh, you know, the plot ain't that good. And we got a mystical Indian, which I'm sure we get them canceled now. But uh, Predator or uh, Bigfoot has a lair. Oh, man, I love it when a monster gets a lair. Sounds like Friday the 13th, 2009. Oh, ooh. Wait, the one where he has a trophy for archery? <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> he has a lair. He does have a lair. And he had a lair in part two. He's quite the showman. Yeah. I So I Willie's Wonderland. <laughs> no. 
We're talking about layers. That's all I want to talk about. You got Nikki Cage. Nikki Glazier. Lone Wolf out there in the world in his brand new Chevy Camaro. He's riding around the roads. Did you like that? I'll do full No, I now. did not like that. No sirens. Somebody threw some <laughs> spikes out on the road. Nick Cage can't drive nowhere. Here comes this, you know, good old boy tow truck driver. And then he gives them the spiel about, I can get your car parts, but it's going to be another day, and I'll take $1,000. You got cash? He got no cash. The ATM don't work. Sorry, son. I got, I, I got an old friend. You can work it off, though. So you got to babysit this abandoned uh, uh, what, Chuck E. Cheese. What are these things called? Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. 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 This abandoned Chuck E. Cheese place. And uh, you 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 stay through the night. Then by the morning, we'll have your new car, your car all fixed up for you. Well, little do we know that at Willie's Wonderland, uh, some uh, nefarious things happened at this uh, shut down, uh, localized version of a Chuck E. Cheese. So, do, I mean, do we want to get into this? As I said, it's a twenty dollar rental. So. <sighs> Dude, I wanted you to read the synopsis. Can you go back to the front? L- look at the one of the paragraphs they put in there, or uh, one of the. Yeah, I was I was really because the whole time we I mean this oh isn't my God. spoiling much. They they misspelled it. A quiet drifter is trickled into a janitorial job at the now condemned Wally's Wonderland. <laughs> well, that's what it started out as, and they got a cease and desist from. Uh, Wally National Lampoon. Yeah, that's what I was going to really? say. Yeah, yeah. They had to change it oh, last minute. Oh, the mundane task suddenly becomes an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Fist fly, kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. I was so worried they, they were going to... do without that last end. Sorry, make it like a scientific thing. And I was really glad that they had it uh, turn out to be demonic and like... You yes. Know, that type of thing. Yeah, they went full, full. No Scooby Doo bullshit. No Scooby. Oh, like a dude had reprogrammed yeah, them. Like somebody's in the back, like Wizard of Ozing it. You know? That would have been a nightmare. I had not even thought of that. Oh no, man. I knew that because when uh, the first one that he beat up started, they bled. Mm-hmm. Like, blood oh, okay. oil, oil, yeah. It was blood. Well, they, they. I mean, that was kind of the cool thing. They treated it like blood, but it was oil. It was red. It was. It was black. It was black. Colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way out. Um, did you ever watch the Rock of Fire Explosion documentary? No, because I can't ever remember the stupid name of the movie. And and I used that time you were talking. To Send me a link. Google it and figure it out. Thank you. It's that was good. The yeah. Rock of Fire Explosion. Yeah, because that's Rock of Fire. There is a group of people who are really into the animatronics of Chuck E. Cheese and like how they were redressed and yeah. One is on the show. Randy Michael Stead. He loves it. <laughs> Randy. Yeah, I'm a huge Chuck E. Cheese fan. I still get their pizza to <laughs> you know, go. It sometimes. was just the point of the show where I had to check in with Randy. So okay, he good. Works. He's still breathing. Um, no, but uh, you know Devin, who oh my god, my homie Devin Devin Nixon, he was on here like three years ago, <laughs> and uh, he's the one that showed that to me, and he was really into the mythology of the Chuck E. Cheese things, how they were like, you know, characters created that were redressed to fit the skeleton of you know a character for a band and it's kind of like why you get that weird monthly crew of like 
Like these don't look like the story doesn't really check out for all the monsters to be together. And I feel like they kind of nailed that. I don't know. The five nights at Freddy thing is clearly like a creepypasta internet. Like what if Chuck E. Cheese, like you're closing and they were real. And I I knew they were going to try and have fun with this movie. Like it wasn't going to be a lot of heavy lifting. I don't know if it was enough fun for me. I had so much fun. I know you did, but I, he I drank so many sodas, man. Oh, that was kind of grossing me out. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I got. I was waiting for that timer to go off. You never know the geography of this place, though. They yeah. Never. You never get a sense of geography, just like the first purge, say, or something like that. You never know the lay. Yeah. Of this place, he keeps going to certain areas and like appearing there. Yep. There's never anybody walking down a hall. There's never. I mean, which of course it's a budget thing, but it's like. I need yeah. to know the lay of the land to feel any sort of suspense. Because if, if there is room hopping, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I we think, go from the main room to the super happy, fun, secret time room. Well, or again, that was. So in the beginning of this movie, again, we have Nicolas Cage who doesn't say a word. Nope. And the whole crux of this story is kind of based on I have flat tires and you won't take my credit card. So I'm going to work it off, which is kind of like, really? Like, that's what we're doing. Except, you know. He just, he does it. He moves along. And I thought they were kind of going for a video game narrative. Like, it's kind of like I'm playing this game and I know it's stupid, but I came here to play the game. So it's kind of like whatever reason he's in that building for the night, he's got all the menial tasks. Like he's really cleaning that building. And then, you know, the break room is like a safe room. There's no uh, threat whenever you're in there. Except again, I thought the choice to like have a confusing like mise-en-scene go on I thought that was on purpose where it's like, oh, we want to feel like a labyrinth. But yeah, it really fucking kills the tension Mm -hmm. because people would be in another room in peril. But we have no idea where that room is. And it doesn't feel like at any point anybody could get there. Mm -hmm. And there's like for a movie about animatronics that are coming to life, there's no chase scene in this movie. We got a little chase. We got the pixie. But I mean, like a real like I'm running. She only is. Well, she's just wearing a mask. That's why I was just like. A human underneath there. Whereas, and, yeah, yeah, that's part of the problem too. Is when you look at it, you're just like, yeah, I know we're not. I thought they looked cool. The coolest thing I thought they did was the gorilla hiding in the bathroom mm-hmm. stall. That was good. I liked the gorilla. Yeah, it was really Will, cool. I liked Willie. Willie looked the creepiest. Willie I think. was creepy. Yeah, six little chickens. That, come on, that's Mad a ripper. Hair. Great music Great in this. Music. Yeah. Now, you, you know, we wanted. You, I think it would have been more fun if Nicolas Cage had a better like combat story, like he's kind of shows up and he's at 10 and then we never go anywhere. Like the fights don't feel like they get bigger. Like the, the drama yeah. never increases at any point. Well, the only mm-hmm. thing is that there's some sort of backstory about him being a pinball wizard. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even catch that. That's about, I mean, uh, just him drinking soda every 30 minutes oh. and playing pinball. I feel like this is not his first time doing this either. No. Like, yeah, there are little hints that he has been in, in similar situations, or he knew what he was walking into. Because that pinball machine he's playing is a Willy's Wonderland themed machine. Yeah, because yeah. when they finally show the theming on it, they start that song. It is a part that there is a uh, moment in the film where we get uh, very deep exposition about what's happened with Willy's Wonderland and the backstory about the satanic workers there, and then they I all killed themselves. And they, yeah, and they wanted, Jim yeah. Jones themselves. You know what? And it happened 20 years prior. So 
I really, I like that Nick idea. Nick Cage still would have been an adult at this time. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think any of that matters. He feels like a video game character. Like, he's he really doesn't do anything to the story except navigate it. And you have people acting against him who are, like, talking about how their town is haunted by this curse. And they've had to turn to, like, you know, killing families, like, trapping them in this building. And they've just kind of, like, they're dealing with it now. Yeah. And that sheriff, she's, like, not a bad lady, but she's made a compromise that's <laughs> terrible. That's a great picture. And, again, he just kind of navigates it unemotionally. I really feel like it's like a video game. Thing. That's a good point. Because Doom Guy, you know, yeah. like Wolfenstein, you know, it's all grunts, which yep. is all he's doing in this. And even with, you know, those games, when you get a med kit or something like that, it's like, oh. Yeah. With, like, his pops, where it's like, he drinks his pops. That's the only time. It's the only thing. It's like, ah. Oh. And like literally, it could be at any moment. He's Who's like break time. I know he's cool. He does look a little daddish to me now. Well, yeah, he's kind of. A little I know, but I felt bod. I felt bad. I was like, I wish you looked more like an action star right now. Yeah. Like he's still got the charisma, but I'm. You think he's wearing a uh, corset right there? I. You know what? <laughs> you know his know. arms didn't look bad. No, his couple, arms look great. Yeah, but like, dude, he's a big guy. Yeah, but. You know, I almost feel like he's getting like small horror movie fatigue. Like when I watch him in these movies, I don't know. Dude, I feel like, goes. what is that Burt Reynolds t-shirt? Oh, that's Adam Rifkin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, see, this, that's why we need to get Rifkin on this show. He gets it, okay? Yeah. He's wearing a Burt Reynolds shirt. Last movie start. You saw that movie, I'm I sure. love, I didn't. <laughs> you got it. It's pretty cringy. I've been scared, too. But then they do a little something to you. Toward the end, where I it's love like, Adam oh Rifkin. my god, He's that made the favorite. whole movie worth it. Dude, what movie? Uh, the last movie star, I believe it's called. Dude, uh, that guy, go Burt back, Reynolds, go back to that picture. That guy looked like it was Michael Keaton doing a Fred Durst impression. Nice. <laughs> oh, I never, I never. Oh, and Adam Rifkin directed that. Yeah, that's why yeah. I brought it up. Yeah, great movie. Michael Keaton doing Fred Durst. <laughs> Hats on the wrong way. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> You guys might relate to the last movie star thing too, because it's like it's like a ramshackle uh, film fest at the beginning, like how they get him to come out there. Like they send him like this, like oh dude, we're we're honoring you as like a like a, a lifetime achievement award, and he calls up his homie Chevy Chase, and he's like, yeah, I've done one of those before. It's fucking sick. And he's like, so he goes out there, and it's like gets there, and it's a bar, and they're like, where's where's the film fest? And he's like, back there. <laughs> oh, and it's like the back pool room that they've converted into this uh film fest room and they're showing one of his older westerns oh that's a girl from uh you're giving me anxiety with Modern that <laughs> it's gnarly because because when it but he he loves it though he he oh what the hell is this mr skin yeah <laughs> <laughs> what movie is this this is the last last movie star oh so this okay is, this is the woman um that kind of carts him around town um, taking care of him. Uh, I get it. While the, the film fest uh, goes on. Oh, we got Chevy Chase in this. He's a good guy. Damn, we, we should watch it. He's just on the phone every once in a while, but they do film him in person. All right. So after we watched Willie's Wonderland, you forgot. We watched a movie. Dirty Girls. What's nope. You forgot the title. Go, keep going. Tricky Girls. Nope. Hello, girls. Nope. Good girls. 
I I think you got the wrong formation. It's girls blank. Girls time. Close. Girls night. Girls night. Now, how do you spell it, though? With the Z. There you go. All right. Thank you. Girls night from 2020. A negative, free, and playful sitcom is hijacked by an entity donning a pig mask as it tears apart the mindless glee Hiding the real, oh boy. <laughs> hiding the real horrors. Yeah. Now, At 53 minutes, it is my favorite runtime ever. That, I don't think that's a fair synopsis. Yeah. I can't but really. It'll rope you in, though. Yeah. It'll rope. Yeah. It does what it's supposed the rope to do. Um, Girls' Night 2020. I found out about this film. Uh, Yesterday, when I woke up and went to Letterboxd because I felt pressure to review the movies like Tentacle, I think I was going on there to review Tentacles, and I saw Dave Jackson, our former guest, uh, had reviewed a film called Girls' Night and gave it five stars. Now, it didn't have a lot of reviews on there, and he opened up talking about how it's micro-budget, and I went, how do I watch this? Like, I didn't even read the rest of the review. I'm like, this sounds perfect. So I commented. He didn't answer, but I guess two people from the film did. And they're like, dude, it's on YouTube right now in entirety. Like, go go for it. And uh, yeah. And what's the view count? I think 423 people. There you go. And I mean, I, I get why. 429 now, baby. Oh, hell yeah. Is it SOV? I don't know. I'm Looking at these cameras, I don't know. That looks like a TVX. I mean, if it isn't, they made me believe it was. Oh, yeah. It looks like... Yeah, the four three ratio and like the grain. Are DV tapes technically sh- shot on video or no? Uh, let's ask our engineer, Randy. I don't know either. I mean, I had a mini DV camera back in the day, but I I don't know the answer to that. I got one in my room right now. <laughs> I think shot on video is mostly actual tapes. If I'm not, yeah, I don't have tapes for my DV. As a collector, that's what I would expect. Mm-hmm. If you had, you know, if you hashtagged SOV. I'd want it, yeah, on a shoulder mount video camera. Um, now, when when I had originally pitched that we watched this film, I knew that Dave Jackson, his uh, reviews carry weight. And the other thing I knew was... It is mini TV, sorry. Okay, cool. So wait, does that mean it isn't? I don't believe that that constitutes a shot on video. Cool. Like Sledgehammer or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, Peter Gabriel? <laughs> yeah. Fantastic song. Sledgehammer. No, it's Intervision. That's our boy, uh, Zach Carter's brand from Severin. They put Zachy. It What's up, baby? I think I own two copies of that DVD. I've never watched it. Zach, come on. Let's do uh, yeah, Sledgehammer. Little Marines 2. That's, That's pretty good. You want to do a Little Marines 2 with Zach? Uh, yeah, I'll do anything with he Zach. He says it's not good. Let's just do <laughs> Little Marines again. I'll definitely. We got to watch Sledgehammer at some point. Sledgehammer. Though. Um, so what I thought girls night was going to be is a, uh, like Peter Gabriel, too many cooks kind of like we start in familiar territory oh, and it's spin out very much an adult swim vibe. It is, but it's, it's not, Oh, I'm trying to think. I want to say as polished, like, but I don't know For if sure. that's correct because I'm again, this film is made to be against the grain. Like it's not going to be an easy Maybe, ride. Yes. I, I think that there would be, there's, um, if there's a fork in the road, in terms of production, they split off. Yeah. If that makes sense. But they're definitely on the same path up until a point. Well, and of course, we're comparing a movie that, you know, premiered on YouTube versus like an adult swim production. 
I think they what they said the budget was a hundred dollars on here, right? Yep. And I believe it. They probably bought the pig mask. Yeah. <laughs> like a couple gloves. God, that pig mask was distracting. I thought I, it was pretty. I liked it. No, let me say. Yes, it's a good pig mask, but the eyes don't. They're not pig eyes. Mm-hmm. They look like goat eyes. But the way that they film it, human eyes, human eyes. So again, Oksana brought up that the you know the slits in the pig mask are you know they don't do a good job of hiding the fact that there's a person under there looking through those holes. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. But I think the way that they even filmed it, there's a lot of direct shots that kind of make it confronting. Like there is a dude under there. Like they're really not leaning into any like pig thing. Mm-hmm. And it started freaking me out to pig man, Jerry in the third act. Like I think at one point he puts on uh, glasses and it really brought the human face under that mask. And I don't, it was getting to me. They kept distorting it too. They, yep. They had some sort of distorting feature that uh, kind of brought out the blues. I don't, I don't know what you would call that. All that. Yeah. And when it was in like, kind of like the dreamy, Oh, for sure. More dreamy murder sequences. Now, now, who's the person who stole the movie for me? Uh, the skinny kid? Yes. That went to the bathroom and was grabbing his crotch? Oh, yeah. He's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> went, went full He's got a future, I think. Dude, he was great. He uh, he really stole the scenes that he was in. But all the... All the um... All the players were fantastic. Yeah. I didn't think there was a real weak no. link. No. And there was a, uh, now I may be wrong here, but I thought there was a lot of tension between our leads. And I kept thinking they were going to swing romantically at some Ooh, point. Were they Scissor, Scissor Town? Wait, I don't know. Were I, they? I think they might have been sisters. No. Well, I know. Well, you don't think so? There was the mom bit with the, the horridly burnt spaghetti. And then she's like, it looks like your mom. <sighs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> that mom bit killed that was great it killed but i think the reason i don't think they were related was because she was like it's your mom well she made the most foul pasta dish in the history of pasta i'd have taken a bite though robbie i would have too as a friend i would have not let you take that bite. <laughs> can you go down you'd have dove in front of it <laughs> i would i would have thrown it in the trash uh their characters have different last names oh, okay oh i thought i thought in hey. real life Oh, hey, maybe that's, what I, that's hey, what I was thinking. It was like that no. doesn't mean that they're not sisters because they have different names. You don't come in here with yeah. your nuclear family <laughs> bullshit. Okay, <laughs> we're talking modern families now, baby. All right, guitar. Yeah, there I go. had to double click it. I'm okay. Sorry. <laughs> now, I don't know. I feel like if they were plain sisters, that would have leaned more into the taboo because again, we are doing a sitcom send up, mm. kinda. Now they're not like what's another parody of sitcom like fucking Holliston. They did the like half a half a stage gutted with three cameras set up. At no point in this movie were we doing a multiple camera thing. Like there were edits, <laughs> but they were not set. Yeah. And it still worked for me. I still man, I really like that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch it again. But I also feel like pleasant. If anybody was gonna like this movie, it's the room we're in right now and it's us. Like I think, and that, also the room occupied by Randy Michael Stanton over in California. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I don't know if Randy, Randy liked gave it. it a three. Yeah, it's definitely less my type of thing. Like I'm not <laughs> super into like the shot on video aesthetic. Um, but no, I mean, for what it was, I I dug it. <sighs> but now, for the record, the highest movie Randy's ever rated on Letterbox, I think, is maybe a four. So a three's not that. <laughs> no, five to uh, Nomadland. Truth. Because he well, he's got a crush on Chloe's. I got some fives in there. Yeah. yeah. He's, 
I don't think you guys pay enough attention to this. Uh, That's not true. He gives everything a three. Uh, and I watch him. He, he would have given Cats a five yesterday as we almost watched Cats. <laughs> I, Robbie, I really think Robbie could have made it happen. It. Robbie, if you would have done a more hard sell, I think we could be talking no, about Cats right now. I'll, you know, I diverted. I got, I was trying to protect Randy. I knew he didn't want to do it. I'm sorry. I'll take the blame for that. I respect that. that as well. I never want to see Avatar in my life. I've gone strong on that. So. Uh, good for you. <laughs> I had gone my whole life without seeing uh, Titanic until I had to ruin that shit. So. That's oh, upsetting. That's good as maybe. Titanic fucking blows. Dude. Well, Billy Zane, dude. All right, Billy Zane was good. Uh, Billy Zane was better in Sherlock Holmes when he played the same character. <laughs> so when are we going to watch Avatar? <laughs> Let's do Avatar and Cats. The double feature. You down, Randy? A lot of mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Randy would like Avatar. I've seen I Avatar. Watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think. Did you see it in theaters, Randy? I think so. Yeah. I would uh, probably watch Avatar again before I ever watch Cloud Atlas again. I watched Avatar. I love Cloud Atlas. Why? It's fun. Huh? It's poo poo. Not love true. The, true. Uh, the future. The future setting with the. Uh, the um, robotic women. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Oh, really? It's uh, what's her name from uh, Crank? No, it's not the girl from Crank. It's me being. What's the part with Jim Broadbent? That was good. He's my favorite. Is that the composer stuff? The old man in a nursing home. He's right there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, fucking. So I saw Avatar Hugh in Grant, real 3D. Hugh Grant rips, though. <laughs> we got from Girls' Night to <laughs> Avatar <laughs> to complete. And I waited in a long line to watch Avatar 3D. And again, it was a FOMO event. I just yeah. wanted to be a part of it. That's the only reason why I went. And I uh, I think it broke the FOMO event for me. I did later on watch the last. Um, Look at that. It's horrible. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. I hate it so much. And. He's been working on part two for how many years now? So many. Do you know who the world's biggest Avatar fan is? Oh, no. Joseph Rogan. Really? Loves Avatar. You know, I, I love podcasts, and I think he did a lot for him. I fucking want to claw my ears off Every when time. he talks about film. I'm telling you, it's the same syndrome with... with <laughs> it's it's a broadcasting syndrome, especially like with, with sports talk radio hosts. Yeah. Anytime you have them talk about anything other than sports... It is the worst thing. They just have no grasp on reality. <laughs> they, oh, they're so centered on their one thing that, you know, Colin Cowhart, I've, I've told this on the story, but like he says, oh, the greatest movie of all time is Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire is the best movie of all time for him because it hits every, it hits all the notes. Mm -hmm. And then the best song of all time is Sex and Candy by Marcy Playground. Oh, this is what we're doing. I disagree with. with that one. Sex and Candy. That's a good song. Marcy Playgrounds. The greatest of all time? Some people, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I quote Mrs. Doubtfire at least once a week. The best sitcom of all time, according to Colin Cowhard, you ready? Friends. Two and a half men. Ooh. <laughs> I rest my case. Chuck Lorre strikes again. Wait, Robbie, where were you with Willie's Wonderland? Oh, I didn't like it. Randy, didn't you didn't like it either? I liked it, but... Yeah, I don't know. It also felt like, yeah, no like stakes or anything were raised. It just felt kind of, uh, I don't know, Start started and stopped a lot. I uh, had fun. Where, cool kills. They looked cool. Four and a half. 
I think I'd be a three on that movie. I, I four and a half I is very really high. Pumped. By the way, I know. I, with it. I, I, so was I. I was high. <laughs> so there you go. Randy, what are you going to give it on a letterbox? I gave it a three. Robbie, oh, wow, I gave it a two and a half. Walking in a weird, at least one turn. Yeah, I think it's going to be a three for me. Okay. He didn't talk the whole time. He played pinball. And the <laughs> Nicholas Cage stuff is fantastic. He's great. Now, if you're feeling adventurous, I highly recommend checking out Girls Night. Don't be surprised if we try and track down the director of this thing. Um, it's cool. I really enjoyed that film. How long have we been going? Do we have two more movies? Yeah, but we're not doing an interview or anything. I know, but I we I think we've already hit it's three 250. Hours. Yeah. And- we're gonna fifty. We're gonna wrap that uh that up. But yeah, I recommend if you're oh, Girls Night. It's a tough pitch. If you like weird shit, watch it. You really got to be an adventurous film goer. I like Girls Night. All right, GNO Girls Night out. Then Randy left. Yeah, we watched we watched some shorts, which I don't remember what they're called. <laughs> oh my god! So we watched Gotcha Gotcha because that's uh, Dave Jackson's newest thing. Yes, and it was an easy tie-in. From um, the movie that he recommended. It's good. And we started talking about Cat Sick Blues uh, based on Girls Night. So oh, I think that it just. Naturally. Yeah. Dude, what did you think of Gotcha Gotcha? I loved it. I'm, I'm going to watch it again. Uh, yeah, we were pretty deep alone. in the, the drinking. And <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you that movie, Gotcha Gotcha, uh, I think, is it available? I don't think we could find a link. Oh, really? I thought we watched it on YouTube, so no, I was so excited I, to like share it. Yeah, you know what? Let me double check, and I'll I'll put it in the show notes if we do. It was probably a private but, uh, YouTube link. It mm. might have been, yeah. But, man, the way that they subvert what you think that short's going to be about yeah. at every turn, and none of it is disappointing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to make a note. Once that thing's available, we'll we'll share it. But then, yeah, what was the other short you showed us? Uh, it's called... In the soil, by uh, what's it, what's his name? Casper Rudolph Giuliani. <laughs> he just puts Casper Rudolph there, but he's got like five names, right? Okay, so yeah, this guy CasperRudolph.com. You can get familiar with his work, but um, this movie uh, In the Soil was sent to me by uh, Mr. Alex Bigman, who uh, works with this gentleman. Um. He's the one that got a Seder. Oh, yeah. That was that mm-hmm. connect there. Mm-hmm. He's the one that I talked about worked on The Prodigy. Too. Oh, yeah. Yep. Prodigy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mentioned him. Alex was a cool dude. Uh, where is he? L- He's got to be LA based, right? Let's see. Yeah. How'd you meet him? Music. Just like the punk scene growing up. Oh, to the Sia film. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we were both doing PA work on there. Fuck yeah. yeah. How's Kate Hudson? Heard uh, she's a cunt. <laughs> she's actually pretty nice. Have you met her? No. Oh, damn it. That would have been nice. I, I, I just believe everything. Kate Hudson's yeah, interesting the soil, um, I believe it's Swedish or is it Danish? I'm Danish. terrible. I just mix all yeah, of them. They're all white. Together. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they make good um, butter cookies. It's about a, uh, uh, a father and his um, daughter living out in the middle of nowhere. I don't think you really see any other characters. Um, he seems like he's going through something, maybe feeling something that uh, we're not aware of. And he just uh, starts digging out of nowhere. Um, what looks like a grave, but we soon find out uh, is not. It's a stunt. <laughs> Robbie, I, I, I wanted to save this for the show. I didn't Uh-oh. mention this when we watched this, but uh, 
as a person who has spent uh, a lot of their youth around death and the interment of the dead, <laughs> I, I, I know about grave dig. I've dug graves myself. Clark W. Love. <laughs> and when and this is never William properly portrayed in motion pictures and I wish I don't understand why I don't understand why if you dig a grave like that grave was dug you need two tools you don't just need the shovel okay you need the pick you had the pick there's never a pick they only do shovels mm -hmm. do you understand do you see these clean edges you can't do that with just the shovel you need a pick they never show the pick what are we doing can you go back Mostly to that picture thoughts. did you see a face there yeah so that when oh look at that that's a um, face oh i thought you meant at the beginning of the film Th that's there but look right there mm -hmm. and i and i know our brain is constantly trying to make faces out of everything mm -hmm. but i can't i was like i mean there's like a nose and a cheek bone and the eyes and Am it's I funny because when when alex sent me this short the first time it does the does the thing at the beginning where it pans up yeah um and you there is a super info superimposed face okay now but when he had sent it to me the first time i kept thinking i saw a face like and i didn't even mention that to him and then they put a face there so it's like i mean it's yeah yeah i uh, it's a cool idea. This was a really cool short. That dude's going to have a career. Yeah. It looked beautiful. Just based great. on mood alone. Yeah. Which is, man, it's so important. And it's such a hard thing to do for some people. What also spawned a conversation about the importance of color correction. I know. <laughs> Which, again, um, I found offensive as a colorblind person. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the whole grave thing, I think that's just a product of people not knowing how to do something. And it's like, well, you dig a grave with a shovel. Now, but they dug, they dug the grave in the production. I don't understand. <laughs> Show the pick. But maybe with Stupid. a maybe with a uh, what is that big truck with the claw? Or, the oh back my hug. god! Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what the big truck with the claw? <laughs> what's the what's the, what are you, Lenny? Where's your rabbit? <laughs> oh, I'm not proud of that. <laughs> I I didn't know though. Again, what kind of car am I driving? <sighs> Um, yeah, the movie. A Toyota uh, Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, let's, yeah. And then Randy left. And then what we were left <laughs> was a a made-for-TV movie? Is, did we decide on that? Uh, yeah, I believe it is made-for-TV. That, that's what Steven said when we talked to him. From 1990. Starring Jesse, the body of Minnesota <laughs> Ventura. Where you'll be moving. Minnesota. Abraxas. What, the, the, the full name is Abraxas what? Guardian of the Universe. Abraxas colon Guardian of the Universe from 1990. Yeah. It's an alien policeman arrives on Earth to apprehend a, a renegade of his own race who impregnates a woman with a potentially destructive mutant embryo. I wish we would have read that before watching the yeah. movie. <laughs> Because I had no fucking clue at any point of this film what was happening. No. Also, he impregnates the lady by putting his open palm on her stomach and then light comes out. And bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. You got a baby. If only sex was that easy. <laughs> Dude. Hey, girl, let me rub your old belly for a minute. Now, we have the classic case of a movie 
uh, appearing to be a train wreck. When you look at the poster and you find out it's, um, uh, what's his name? Jesse Ventura. And I believe the director did something else interesting. But you're like, oh, this is going to be fucking fun. Oh, man, it's one note. The yeah. whole fucking movie is one note. And I have to congratulate you, Clark, because you you stuck it out. I and did. I thought I would have placed money that you would have bailed. But I knew McDonald's help. That is true. We did have a round of fish fillets. <laughs> Everyone got fish fillets. I think that's when Robbie was really questioning his thought process on hanging out with us. When the fish fillets came out, he was like, what am I doing? Robbie signed off on the McDonald's. <laughs> Confirmed it. Fish fillet with sweet yeah. and sour. It was, you were, you're like, no, are these really good? Are they going to be crispy? They're going to be, and Clark, you, you stuck to your guns. You're <laughs> when, like, the, when they're warm, they're great, man. Yeah. And then what, what'd you think, Robbie? The fish? Yeah. It was good. It was All really right. good. What's better, the fish or Abraxas? Abraxas. <laughs> the fish. <laughs> yeah. We did it, though. We watched it. Yeah. And uh, I don't Is there anything you want to mention about it? The poster's cool. <laughs> Outside of that, I mean, honestly, I was, I was kind <laughs> of shocked what? how poor the quality was. Well, it was just a rip. I mean, again, yeah. we did watch it on YouTube. If you're curious, that is true. Maybe we should put that in the show notes too. I'll put all of Abraxas there. That chin, too, dude. Tapioca pudding. Chin. Man, it's he, a crater. He has got a little butthole chin, doesn't he? It's not little. <laughs> that is not a Clark little butthole. That is a fucking moon crater. Ugh. <laughs> I got this dimple in my chin when I was kicked by Vince McMahon over contract negotiations in the summer of 1984 before I ran for the governor of the state of Minnesota. Now talk about reptiles in that voice. Or reptiles, I'm sorry. Rudolph Giuliani is a confirmed reptile. I saw him changing into his human skin in the Beverly Los Angeles Hotel. And while he was playing a game of tennis, I don't oh, know. <laughs> that was more entertaining than that whole movie. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's not it's boring. So Jesse Ventura shaved up his mustache for the film. Oh, oh that is the only film of trivia we need to know. I do think there was one very uncomfortable scene where Jesse Ventura, who is an alien, Randy, he is oh. in bed. He is shirtless. And he is in bed, and he is giving a bedtime story to a five-year-old. Oh, yeah. and uh, they propped him up like he was—he was sitting up, but it looked like they had got the lighting to the best it could do, and yeah. like they were really trying to give him like a powerful kind of like glam look. It was fucking. Also, creepy. Now, we didn't mention that uh, Sven Thorson's in this as what's his name? He's got a great name. I have no idea. Sindalus? Oh, What's his yeah. name? Oh, yes. how, how do we forget that? Secundus. Oh, Secundus. Yeah. Secundus. Secundus is the truth that truth raft. What? <laughs> no, truth raft. We've been talking for four hours. So, and we're not done yet. And we can't forget the kid, the mumblecore kid. Oh, mumblecore. Oh, Randy, I, I will say. <laughs> I wish you would have been there for the one thing. Where again, we were watching a ripped copy on YouTube of this film as we just found yeah. it on YouTube. And there was, all right, so they interviewed this kid who was with the alien. It doesn't matter. <laughs> interviewed him. Yeah, with the police, right? Were they interrogating him? Oh, was that? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. The police were interrogating this kid, and anytime it would go to his audio, 
Right? This is literally what he would say. <laughs> yeah, dude. And did you see the child? <laughs> he was like a Wookiee. It was like a fucking Wookiee. He was speaking we could another not language. Understand anything he said. <laughs> and everybody, oh. everybody was like, they're yeah, having, they're, look at that. Oh, please pull send that. Randy that picture, please. He could watch it on YouTube. Remember, we're on YouTube now. <laughs> Throw it in the G chat. Look at that. We should make a. Oh, can man. can that be the promo for a four, please? <laughs> oh, that? Yeah. We're going to get put on a list. <laughs> the Overlook Hour podcast has oh. stolen my image. Oh, shit. Is he on Cameo? Dude. He can't be on Cameo. Of course he could be. It's controlled by Gobalist. All right. We don't want to. Gobalist? <laughs> Gobalist. <laughs> all right. All right. We're wearing you down. Mumble Corey was great. Highlight of the, the movie. Maybe we should pull like clips like that and then we could use that for like God, video if content. You could get that kid. Mumble Corey? Talking that. <laughs> Mumble Corey Hames. <laughs> Dude, Mumble Corey Hames. Mumble Corey Hames. All right, we got one more movie we watched this morning. We really powered through a Braxis there. I mean, there, there's nothing there. I know, there's nothing. <laughs> well, remember, you went to bed after this and then Robbie threw on uh, one of my vin- vinegar syndrome. Really on Tombstone Hill, which confused the fuck out of us because there's another movie in there. Dead dudes in the house. Yeah. <laughs> and we we're like, you're just like, wait, what? Which movie are we watching? And the synopsis were like flipped. Well, they were both about house renovation. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so it's like these two horror movies are both about uh, five people going to a house to renovate it. With this one, they wanted to like turn on, turn it into like kind of a flop house. Yeah, the the house on Tombstone Hill. Can you pull up five dead guys in a brothel or whatever? I don't know what the fuck. Dead and one cup. dudes in the house or something. Yeah, it was like f- five dead dudes. Um, that movie looked like a straight up comedy. Yeah, and it was like we're really like we don't want to watch that. Dead dudes in the house. I guess it's the same fucking movie or what? I don't look at that though. They look so different. It's almost like Saved by the Bell, that cover. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, what? it's House the Party. same movie because it says. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's so odd. They don't put any of the women on the cover of Dead Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> They're marketing to a different uh, demographic there. Um, but Robbie, that movie was all you. I was really clinging to life. During that thing, and it was, and I feel bad because I was present for a Braxis, and then we went on the next one, and I was like, "We ended Bra- a Braxis right at midnight." Yeah, I know, but got to keep the tradition. Marathons need to be a little punishing. Then you can walk away from them and be like, "I did it." I was still up for over an hour after I got to wind down. I had to watch Tim Dillon and go to sleep. You had to you had to put on your sunglasses and walk around the house like a weird ghost. You know, I reserve sunglasses for Sundays. See what you did there. Little wow. Bit they call it a hoot. Oh, wow. There's <laughs> the old lady in the back. This thing is a hoot. Oh, taking up the entire window of the home. I vaguely remember the old lady. I swore it was a dude in, like, drag. Dude looks like a lady. Can but uh, Robbie confirmed that. Uh, Throwback to Miss Yes. The boobies come out. Oh. Uh, she does. Well, not as an older woman. She oh. shows them as a younger woman. Because remember, they were doing that slow zoom, and she kind of looked... Jay, like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, almost, yeah. but she was a woman, not that um, <laughs> gender isn't fluid. 
Oh, Clark, is it? So yeah, uh, this is <laughs> it depends on how hard my. This pet is a cool. Is. They fashion. That's the weapon I was telling you about with the saw blade. So yeah, this this movie's about uh, five. I think it's three men, or it's two men and, and a baby, uh, two women and a really <laughs> pissed off dude uh, that was hired to um, be the handyman for the whole. That's him, right? Yeah, there. he's so fucking pissed to be there. And they didn't bring beer, so he's just like so angry. But yeah, it's, it's got some pretty cool kills, and it's filmed really well. Um, a lot of a lot of the kills are done by what looks on screen as a uh, older woman. And as these as they die, uh, they start to stick around, kind of like uh, Night of the Demons, or you know, like um, Pet Mary- Cemetery. But it's it's cool. more uh, insidious. Oh, insidious. As in the word. I know, I know. No, I, <laughs> I wasn't thinking there was a red door all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It, it looks good. The, the effects are great. The dialogue's terrible. Um, no, there's I, some really, cre- there's some fantastic oh. uh, photography. Uh, I don't know if you saw that one that I had posted in my story where it's just like. Uh, I haven't been on my phone. Uh, okay. I'll it's, look at it. It's gorgeous. There's some really great shots in there. You know, that's kind of the bummer when we're looking back at like horror movies through like the 80s and 70s. You get a lot of real cinematography Mm -hmm. and a lot of really like talented people. Now that indie scene is completely different. And, you know, a movie that doesn't really have much to offer plot wise or maybe gore wise nowadays doesn't even have cinematography. I mean, that's not completely true. Yeah. I I mean, mean, there's things, there's films like, um, Randy, I know you saw The Giant. Yeah. Uh that just came out. Uh, which I compared to Terrence Malick. But um Yeah, it's just a very that movie, it's light on plot, it's light on mm-hmm. gore, it's light on pretty much everything. But what it does have is mood, it's filmed really well. Like, See. Oh, I meant to watch that. Here's the difference though. We I, Randy recommended it, and I remember yeah. for a while it was really entertaining watching it. Because you said it was sort of like Southern Noirish, right? Did you watch it? I haven't watched it. Oh, it, yeah, I think noir is a better comparison than the horror that they keep advertising and the Terrence Malick that I brought up. It it does have a sort of vibe like that because it's about somebody missing essentially. Oh, okay. Who she thinks might be dead. Naturally, if I remember right, like I'll I said, take- it's very light on plot. It's it's all about feeling. Now, movie. the thing that I think. Uh, separates from what I'm talking about from the giant or like the mm-hmm. films that you and Randy watch. I think that film is made for art. I think the people got together and they, they really enjoy the medium. Mm-hmm. I'm more articulating the weird eighties nonsense. That would be like, I am a fat uh, misogynist driving a convertible because I make horror movies and it's purely just a business thing. Where now, I mean, we still have those movies coming out where they're just going to market it on Amazon Prime. But there's like no artistry. To be fair, I think it I depends on what type that. of what type of convertible it is. Oh my god, I could I could make something up. Miata, electric. It's an electric. There convertible. is no electric convertible. Not yet. Either. General Motors didn't they? Uh, oh, I don't even know. I'm gonna start talking out of my ass. I don't want to <laughs> do it. I think that whether it's uh, intentional or not, I think it still happens. Like it's it's like a it's a byproduct of something, but I think it does still happen. Sometimes. Yeah. And if people are going to make movies, you would think people who uh, are interested in being a cinematographer would gravitate there. It just felt like a lot of the times with these boutique who films, this, uh, 
Fox on there. Yeah, go to full cast and crew. It's right above the title. Go up. It's right above, like literally right above the title. Um, I feel like when we look back at 80s films, it happens a lot more often, though. Mm -hmm. Like the movie you guys. I mean, all you had was film back then. Yeah. So Mark Peters. Can you check out what else he did? Peters' son. Wait, where are you going? Go back. It's Mark under cinematography. There you go. Yeah, I um, like you guys were talking about uh the oh, wow. the photographer. Oh, he's camera and electrical department though. You what was that movie you guys were talking about earlier? Like uh, photograph. Woman, woman of the photograph. I kept thinking woman in the photograph, which was the Dean Kundi film, because he did the cinematography on uh, that. The one and that I Wes keep, Craven produced. Yeah, yes. it was his last mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. yeah, and I keep thinking about the song "Photograph" by Def Leppard. Dean Cundy is special, though. Oh, yeah. Like, you'll catch him doing some really interesting stuff. Just like, oh, Cundy's on this, huh? That's yeah. Good and, for him. And he's got a look. It's a workhorse. I fucking, I love his work. The fucking wide frame that he does and, like, framing shit in that. Like, a, I love a wide, but, like, still get, like, what we're looking at. You want some length, too. <laughs> All right, all right. You should okay. End of end of the timer has been set. Okay, there you go. (laughs) Okay, what were we talking about? Girls' Uh, night, Beowulf. (laughs) Oh, Beowulf. Yeah, we can't. Okay, I'll be quick. Um, the second, I mean, I really my goal was to watch Beowulf because um, Stephen, you know, director writer of Psycho Gorman and Manborg, that guy gets it. When he dropped Deathstalker on the show, uh, he forever became a great director in my mind. And when he pitched Beowulf with Christopher Lambert in a post-apocalyptic return to the Iron Age world, I went, you know, it's probably going to be fucking awful. Um, I have to watch it anyway. From the producers of Mortal Kombat. From the producers. And if you didn't know that from IMDb, the music would have gave it away. Yeah. I love this movie. <laughs> and I know you all think I'm insane for it. The attention to detail, I'll, one of my favorite things <sighs> that I got to see that that I kept. No, I don't think that's in the movie. That sword does not happen. Um, no, but it looks like the wing pattern from uh, the third act. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that's all I'll say. Uh, one of my favorite things. Okay, fantasy movies. Part of the problem with these films are you need a big budget, and uh, you know the Clark Littles out there. There's not a lot of interest, so it usually doesn't happen, and you end up cutting corners in every fucking department. This movie, I disagree with Clark, who said that they were cutting corners. They cut corners, brother. I would say you you haven't watched a lot of fantasy movies. Because I would agree. I could show you some cutting corners where you're like, that dude's wearing jeans back there, but they thought we weren't going to look. This movie had a lot of extras. Everybody's in costume. Costume design was original. I have, I mean, we have a, the apprentice weaponsmith wears a green wool uh, turtleneck that has um, washers woven into it. And it's like, good enough. <laughs> that's that's a post-apocalyptic. I like it. He's also got overalls on that Clark uh, fell in love with. Great. Dude, I dug this movie so much. It opens up and we get the Fleet Street Executioner who had a giant straight razor instead that, of a guillotine. Yes. And um, we had Tim the Enchanter on Tim, horseback. Yes, we did. And a lot of extras. Everybody's Tim. in com- Dude, Lambert shows up. Fucking great action in this movie. Crushes it. I mean, his stunt double doesn't know how to walk. He can only do backflips. Only (laughs) backflips and somersaults. When taking an uppercut, he's gonna backflip. 
So it, how many flips and somersaults? I don't, it, too many to make a drinking game out of it. Oh man. A lot of back handsprings. <laughs> yes. Dude, he fucking was tearing it up. Also the interior design. If you've ever seen a movie called Flesh and Blood, it's kind of like a small fantasy film where the location is a castle. We're kind of doing that here, except dude, they really, <laughs> to the T's made it a um, post technologically advanced world. We have metal doors. My favorite thing, the torches that line the hallway, all are running on gas line. And these are details that are never pointed out by any character. They just, they really help create that world. All of the weapons are like weird takes on like, hey, we had to, we had to uh, break this car down and we needed pole arms. So what are we going to do? There was a flail that was almost, it was contained, self-contained in a tube, a metal tube, popped out and then three like jagged flail heads came out. And Christopher Lambert used it. The flail is so understated as a uh, visual weapon for these films. I think mainly because they're really hard to wield. Dude, loved it. That one dude had a fucking buzzsaw on the end of a pole. And it was like active. Like it was motorized. You one had a beaver tail sword. Dude, a lot of like, uh, like pirate swords, like single edge blades that have like uh, a pommel made out of a gear. And I don't know. I fucking loved it. All the actors in this movie were very 90s. Um, oh, the executioner with the terrible skull mask. I'm in. No, it's not that bad. I, it's it's not. I liked RoboCop guards. RoboCop guards? Loved it. Dude, there's this, Tim. Oh, look, look, Tom Cruise showed up with an eye patch. <laughs> Dude, you're, yeah, you're not wrong there. <laughs> and Tim the Enchanter. That's a beautiful photo. Um, the kill count is high. I'm going to go ahead and ruin a little bit. Uh, everybody fucking dies in this movie. Whoa, why does Christopher Lambert look like Leslie Nielsen in that picture? <laughs> the light hit him wrong. Um, now, I'm we watching wrongfully accused. Stop going through those. You're going to ruin everything. And I know there's monsters in this movie. There's Grendel. Grendel is the predator. Uh, they, they put this weird effect over him that irritated the fuck out of Robbie early on. And it, it looked like they were trying. There we go. That's look the Fleet that. Street. Cool, yeah. <laughs> Dude, set design, everything was killing it. Now, the the melodramatic moments where we're kind of like in a tight frame with, you know, Lambert or somebody making out with the ghost lady who had a bit role in Armageddon. Those aren't the greatest okay. parts. Do not <laughs> disparage the great Rana Mitra in front of my presence, okay? But she was a stripper in Armageddon. She's a goddess. Okay. Robbie found that. He nailed her. He was like, she was a stripper in Armageddon. For the record. Oh, I didn't pull that out of my ass. <laughs> I know. I, I, remember, I remember her being on Boston Legal. And <laughs> as a young man watching Boston Legal, I got very sexually attracted by watching Ron and Mitra uh, do her court cases. Now, you keep mentioning her by name. What else did she do? She's a been, model? Or? She's been in Underworld. She was in Nip Tuck. Oh, great. Um, you know I have a deep history with that. I'll tell you right now. Beowulf. Fucking loved it. Also, for the record, your boy stuck in there the whole movie. I watched the whole thing. You did. Actually, I think you're just putting on a show for Robbie now. What I think about? that's what it is. He never does this shit. What? He'll oh, he'll come in the room. Watch he, the whole movie. <laughs> he, he got his squeaky sandals on. She going, was in quack, Doomsday. Quack, quack, quack. My <laughs> sandals don't squeak. I'm sorry. Do my Oksana. sandals squeak? Here, over here. Oh, don't cover for him. What? Is what? So he's coming in here, the squeaky... And then he'll have his uh, four drinks of ice cubes. He'll juggle them like in that fucking That's not Tom Cruise bartender incorrect. movie. 
Yeah, and then you get up, you'll be like, whack, and then you leave the room, turn on the lights, and I got to get up and turn them off. That's not true. I, yeah, most of that was not true. Thank but you. the other thing is you don't sit it out. And you did, and I'm happy. But now that Robbie's leaving us and going to the East Coast, it will never happen again. Beowulf was good. I didn't. I was fine with Beowulf. Fucking ruled. Yeah, he's having a blast. That was my favorite movie that we watched of the marathon. And it's oh, wow. man, I fucking Hollow love. Man is rapey. Did she get raped in Hollow Man? Probably. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Beowulf ruled. Steven, you rule. Thank you for that recommendation. We finally did it. We made it. Robbie, we love you. We will miss you. We yeah, will see you, you later. Yeah. yeah, I mean, damn it. We should have done this more, but that's on me. I'll take that hit. I'll come after Thank the you. I was taking no responsibility. Oh, dude. Oh, pedal my. Invite us over. I'll I'll get on. I'll, you know, I'll fight my fears and come over there and join you. <laughs> Clark won't. He'll be like, I'm in. And then like a week before, he'll be like, I canceled my plane ticket. Well, I got family <laughs> over there. Oh, so you'll go over there with us and then bail. No, they don't talk to us, so that's fine. I don't yes, know they how do. you sit in this chair, Oksana. These chairs, <laughs> you don't have that one? It's like a- well, you've been in there you for six hours. It's time to go, right? Yeah. On, honestly, uh, I kind of like I like these chairs. What? You got- No? Come here. I'm aiming the mic at you. I have more cushion. Oh, oh yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way to play the gender card. Good job. We're going to get canceled. <laughs> All right, uh, Randy, you have any closing statements for this, uh, the longest episode we've ever done? Um, no, other than it was good seeing all you guys yesterday and watching <laughs> movies, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Next week. Yeah. See you soon, Randy. Oh, yeah. Randy, we should do it like once a month, and we should just let Randy program it. What about twice a quarter? How about, <laughs> Randy, you give us one movie and we'll give you three. <laughs> all right, I'll think about it. I knew it because he's like that one movie. They're gonna make me work. <laughs> Randy, are you gonna are you gonna partake in some more indies today? Indie fest? Probably. Yeah, I have that, and then I have a a slam dance pass as well. Oh, slam dance is going on too now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably you've been you've been doing a little slam dance. Yeah, it's only ten bucks for a pass. Really? I, I think Randy and I got them for free, but yeah, I think it's only ten bucks. Does it? Does that cap you? And no. uh Really? You can watch as much as you want. I was, I was going wild with the shorts. Oh, man. And it ends the day our episode airs. <laughs> oh, it no. does? It? Oh, shit. Two weeks. Today's the 14th, baby. All right. Well, you got a week from uh, hearing this now. Um, watch. Um, God damn it. Taipei Suicide <laughs> Story? Yeah, Taipei Suicide Story is a great narrative feature, but there's a lot of really cool experimental shorts. Um, oh. Rami's Roses. I think is is one I really liked, and it's told completely through DVD menu, menus. Because huh. um, these, I, this Iranian um, couple, I think uh, homosexuality is illegal in Iran. If I'm I'm ignorant, I yeah, ran, no, I ran you're right. Far away. So they couldn't write each other letters. Um, so they figured out a, a good way to do it was to talk to each other in DVD menus. So oh. they would they would put together these these um these uh really dense DVD menus that would speak to they'd speak to each other and only they could kind of decipher it. And their reasoning was that it's harder to go through a bunch of DVDs and click through them than it is to find, you know, like a, a shoebox full of letters and that um, the Cheever letters. Rami's Roses. Uh, it's it's based on the famous 
Sorry. Dude, more fascinating uh, radio. Uh-huh. It's fine. I mean, they put up with Clark doing this. Rumi <laughs> uh, and his roses. Dude, I love that. Also, uh, last one. Each other in the shorts is fantastic. And it's really cool sounds. And it's about a human body that just uh, is sprung. It's birthed from a tree. And it um, wanders through farmland trying to figure out what it is. So it'll walk up to, you know, in the gnarliest ways. It's like, so it's like this naked, he's a dancer as well. So he's just like bending all over the place. So he'll come to a cow and the cow will go like, moo. And the, the man will just go, like, yeah. <laughs> so chokes it out. Like, just like trying to figure out who he is. It's what is like, that one called? Uh, it's called Each Other. I believe it's got a fantastic cover. Each other. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably going to be hard to find just because, you know, Oscar Weimar. Circuit. Damn. Oscar right. Weimar. Check those out. I think at it's Australian. Slamdance.com. <laughs> did you just make that up? Straight up. No. It's no sure. oh, okay. It's right there. All right. We did it. We love oh, you. That's good. Take care of one another. Uh, we're recording this on Happy Valentine's Day. So enjoy that. And uh, <laughs> if you've got loved ones in your life, tell them that you love them. If you don't have loved ones in your life, then DM me and we'll holler at each other. Wow. Please, somebody do that. We'll he, see he's Clark week. Little, not the one with a bunch of followers that makes cool art. <laughs> Out of uh, surfing. Let me tell you something. That dude is a right, jerk. Thank you, guys. <laughs> hey, we got his art right up there over the window. Oh, really? My mom claims that she kickstarted his whole career by putting him in touch with somebody at Hawaiian whatever. I don't know. Yeah, he's a jerk off. <laughs> All right. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.